Welcome, everybody. This is episode 106, 106 of the Anime Arcade Podcast. My name is Jeff, and I'm here with Logan. Yo! Carlos. Konbawa. <laughs> and Eric. Panzer 4! There we go. That's the that's what we look forward to when we introduce Eric for these draft cast episodes. No, not draft cast. Oh god. Oh my god. Spoiler cast. We were just talking about draft cast. My my apologies. Um <laughs> Your draft cast is really good, by the way, guys. Very entertaining. <laughs> Thank you, Eric. Gosh. You don't know uh, why we're laughing, and we're gonna keep it that way, listener. Yeah. Let us let us move on today. The level of professionalism that I have in these intros astounds you. I I, I hope. I assume. Um, today was a spoiler cast for this second show that I nominated in our group watch. It was Girls in Panzer. So I'm sure you already know spoiler. that because you read the uh, title of this podcast. Oh. But uh, yeah, what do you guys think of this one? Shit, just awful. Just, I cannot <laughs> believe it. Yeah, we're should be called Mächen and Panzer. <laughs> Keep it all German. <laughs> <laughs> the the de-evolution of anime continues with this moe garbage. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You're gonna get. You're gonna give new listeners. I thought it was great. Hello, new listener. <laughs> <laughs> we are not always like this. <laughs> yeah, just listen to the episode. You can see how we truly are. The monster within comes out. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. All right. Well, this is a mess. On my hungry. A mess yeah. of, of an intro. So let's move on into the episode, which is enjoy. Less of a mess, hopefully. <laughs> no. No way. Yeah, man. Thanks for listening. Enjoy. I just be my read. I just be my I'm struggling to remember what I was talking about before we started recording. Uh, Crunchyroll forums. Crunchyroll forums. Uh, giveaway. Yeah. So this was back in like 2011 or 12. It was when Usagi Drop uh, was okay. airing or just finished airing. And Crunchyroll, I still remember this because I spent a lot of time doing this. Crunchyroll had a little contest in the forums where they posted a series of screenshots and they said, if you post the time stamp in the episode of when these screenshots were taken, 
Um, and it was like several screenshots. I don't remember exactly how many it was. Um, you will be entered into, and if you're within like a few seconds of each one, you'll enter into a lottery where we're going to give away a signed copy of the original script of Usagi Drop. And wow. I was like, damn, that's a really cool prize, right? So I, I spent hours sifting through the episodes trying to find the scenes so I could post the screenshots. And the crazy thing was like they said within a few seconds, but some of those screenshots were so ambiguous that like the scene went on for several <laughs> seconds. So it was not an easy contest, right? And um, I monitored that forum post for months and people would kind of post like, uh, was there ever a result to this? Like, did you guys ever give this away? Did, was there a winner? And I uh, eventually stopped, but like it was almost a year later, I went back to that and still they had not announced a winner. <laughs> I was just like, damn, Crunchyroll dropped the ball on that. I don't know. There probably was a winner and they just didn't announce it, I guess. I, I hope. But uh, I feel like I most mean, of the winners are announced privately cool. or like sent emails or something. But <sighs> got it. But I mean, maybe. But. I mean, I think the people who entered kind of wanted to know if they lost or not, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like... Uh, well, if you didn't you know, win, you lost. <laughs> it's like doing a, uh, you know, a gotcha roll and being like, we're going to send you an email in a week to tell you exactly what your result of your roll was <laughs> or something. <laughs> Excruciating. If you don't get a three or a four star, you're just not going to get an email. <laughs> you know, I think the only... Um the hell is it called uh contest i've i've ever won on the internet was from the lcs um hmm. yeah Cuba, you might remember this remember in season three uh the, the latter half of it they were having like they were doing this promotion each week where it was like we're gonna ask you a question at the beginning of the broadcast and if your answer gets re uh, read on live uh we'll give you a mouse oh i actually yeah. won one of those during oh cool during Super Week, I think they asked something like, uh, who do you think is going to benefit the most from, uh, from Super Week? And at the time, I said, I think TSM, because, you know, they had just, like, the previous season had done really well um, in Spring Split. And, uh, and yeah, like, so, and I had that mouse until, like, like, six months ago? No, less than that, like, four months when it finally died. So, from 2013 to then, I had, like, this mouse that i won from the lcs it's pretty didn't good have, run. like any markings or anything like that on. i was kind of <laughs> just a mouse yeah, it was just about i'm like okay cool <laughs> i mean i needed one so cool thanks but a mouse with a story behind it fucking sign it or something jesus christ <laughs> <laughs> and if it was That's signed funny. by a mouse it'd be like worn off more <laughs> quickly than uh oh i mean i, did, oh, I, know, I, I right? wouldn't have used it if it if it wasn't just a mouse and yeah it was just a mouse it's kind of funny the level of wear that our computer equipment gets, you know, especially if you're a gamer or whatever. Like my, my WASD keys on my computer from friggin' playing World of Warcraft basically were worn down to the bone. Um, it's just, it's it's funny. As, as gamers and people who use computers, it's like athletes, yeah, we wear out the handlebars on our bike or the freaking, we have to replace the tape on our friggin' baseball bat. But, uh, you know, yeah. as gamers, we got different, different. Yeah, my keyboard, like, the, left, the left half is all kind of rubbed and stuff on. Yeah. The right half is pristine. You got to clean like the gunk out of your mouse. So you remember the back in the day with like the mouse balls where you had to clean out the, take the freaking ball out and clean the gunk out of those? <laughs> those oh were, my God. In hindsight, it's just, how do, how do we live? Right? Gosh, I remember when those freaking, uh, and I don't know now, like I, I'm still relatively resistant from a gaming perspective to wireless mouses because I just, 
don't want to have my mouse die in the middle of something that um, I have been using a wireless mouse for a while now. And it's, uh, it's, it's a godsend obviously, because having that mouse, having to flick your mouse wire out of the way when you're like in the middle of an intense, you know, Starcraft game or something. <laughs> I'd be more Freaking. worried about just losing connection with my computer than, than, uh, dying battery wise. Yeah, maybe. I mean, these days you don't really have that, that problem. So yeah. Yeah. Though the connection is more of like, uh, typically if you're in a competitive game of some kind, the, like I'm thinking, I, I guess the last time I was really competitive in a video game was Starcraft, and the, you know, if your connection starts to suffer, you get the little lagging. It, it will lag the game for both players. So, um, but yeah, good stuff. Giveaways, man. Yeah, I, I can't, I can't recall winning like any giveaway really, but I don't really enter into them very often. So yeah same i that that was like that was on a whim and it was like a twitter thing and i mm -hmm. got it so although <laughs> yeah that wasn't an online that, that was an online one i also did win that year of sentai which was nice but that was God, that's right that yeah was, that was different so that was your first ax right that was my very first ax yeah yeah man that's a that's a pretty epic win but uh, right on. actually now did you get this about it in there i i'm this i series? might mm, no, I don't think so. I'm pretty sure I bought this series. That would have been awesome if that would have if that would have segued into this, but I don't think it does because I'm pretty sure I bought uh, the topic of our show today, uh, which is uh, <laughs> Girls and Ponzer. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't think Absolutely I did. I, I, I know I got a lot of a lot of stuff from that because it I is Sentai, but maybe it, maybe like the Blu-ray wasn't released yet. I, know, I, th I think the Blu-ray was already out. Just not in that collection of like 50 shows, whatever just, that was. Just not that year. Yeah. Like it, it had already come out. But yeah, Girls and Panzer. We watched that. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, this was my second pick. And it was like, I think, a record breaking as far as uh, how quickly this got voted on. I mean, I, I felt like it was only a few weeks between me nominating the show and it getting voted in to be our group watch, uh, which I guess I'm not surprised. I kind of started to realize after the first couple months what people were looking for as far as this group watch is concerned. Well, so I, <laughs> yeah, we, we should qualify that. This is your second your second show technically your first show never never saw the light of day because it stayed at zero votes you didn't even vote for it and this is back when we allowed people to vote on their shows <laughs> um your first show was gundam zero and apparently nobody yeah. nobody wanted to watch that yeah i kind of was just like all right no one's no one's voting on a gundam show G gundam double o man if you're if you're looking to get into gundam like that show just is awesome but uh apparently no one wanted to watch that as a group watch so <laughs> so then I, I nominated Gashik, uh Goshiku. Oh, that's right. Okay, never mind. Yeah, you're yeah. Right. There are so, you do have two shows. Never mind. You this is your third. Yeah, yeah. So and now my my fourth. I'm I'm expect expecting it will get nominated quickly. Oh. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> but that is a topic for uh, a couple group watches from now. This one is uh of course girls and Panzer. Um freaking cute girls doing cute tank things. <laughs> so before he gets he, he goes and introduces his next show um qba uh, why don't you give us the particulars on girls and panzer so we watched a 2012-2013 anime girls and panzer from studio actus actus has gone on to do princess principal and long riders 
and I'm guessing they did Immoral Sisters two beforehand. I didn't look that one up, Carlos. Okay, Was so yeah, I'm just I'm, I'm yeah, just gonna, rundown. I'm just gonna Quick. go ahead. So I looked up Actus. They have a few credits. None of the credits are like I, as you could tell, Cuba said Long Riders. Like I'm the one who looked into that. Long Riders uh-huh. isn't great. It's okay. Uh, there was a better girl cycling show, but it was the only one I recognized. <laughs> Maybe if you guys looked into Actus, you could tell me more. I looked. Uh, yeah, there wasn't. There's not a whole lot. However, they have one hentai credit, and it is. It's weird. A be, for two reasons. It's weird. Uh, firstly, because it's a se- it's just it's a sequel, and I've seen this one. They didn't do the first one. They're not listed as the you know the creators of the first one or the first half. It's it's the same story in two halves. Um, but they're listed as this one. Um, and, and secondly, it's also, it was also interesting to me because aside from the blue girl, which is the first hentai I ever saw, like on VHS, this was the first one I ever saw in full online. So I was like, oh my hmm. God, I've seen that one. Oh my God, I've seen that one. So, <laughs> uh, so yeah, um, immoral sisters too. Uh, if you're under 18, please don't watch that. Uh, and, and if you are. <laughs> Please don't think any less of me after you do watch. <laughs> uh, moving on, then. Uh, so this is directed by <laughs> Mizushima Sutomo, Sutomu, who uh, also directed Squid Girl, Prison School, and Shirabako, which is now on our group watch list. Uh, yes, this composition very excited about is that. done by Reiko Yoshida, who's done many great things. Uh, pretty sure even beyond what's listed here. Oh yeah, I had to. Yeah, she's. Done, I've recognized her name a lot. Uh, she's done Arya the Animation, Hanayamada, High School Fleet, Ko and Liz and the Bluebird, Nanamiori, and Shirabako. This is an anime original. Uh, I think it was part of a multimedia release. It seems like right because there's like a mangas and stuff that came out with it, and a lot of side stories. Uh, the OP is called Dream Riser by Chocho. The ED Enter Enter Mission by the Onko team, the characters in the show. And as we said before, suggested by Jeff. Yeah. OP and ED love in the show. Um, and while the studio, this appears to be their magnum opus, I think uh, the director and composition, um, pretty awesome uh credits to their names i mean i'm a huge squid girl fan so. I, yeah see i i threw that in there a like because i know you like squid girl but just look look at those three shows that i threw in there that is a they're the same wild show. range yeah <laughs> squid girl, same squid show. girl <laughs> prison school not Chiribaco, yeah same same show yeah not not included he did uh crayon shin yeah. same show <laughs> So, <laughs> I don't know, like Crayon Shinchan is one of those shows that's like in English, it's it's kind of like, oh, hell, what the hell is that show called again? Ghost uh, Stories. Yeah. <laughs> like, kind of a joke. I, yeah. And I love it for that. But like, apparently in Japan, it's like beloved. And I'm like, oh, okay. It's like a wholesome like, family show, did, right? It's like a wholesome yeah. kid show, right? Yeah. <laughs> he, he also did prison school. I'm surprised he didn't it, throw it, that on there. Oh, is it on there? Oh, it is. Yeah, second one. Yeah, I just completely blanked that. <laughs> I like the prison school manga anyway, more anyway, but yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, we started this one up uh, a few weeks ago. Um, and uh, just to kind of preface, we did, we watched um, 
the the whole series, which is just 12 episodes, the OVAs, which is like uh, like what, like six mini episodes plus uh, a full length episode. Well, it's actually like a double length episode. Onsio Battles? It was like a 45 oh, minute. 45? Yeah, it was like okay. a 45 minute so, OVA. Yeah. Okay, then we'll just round up and call it yeah. eight episodes. Um, sure. And then um, and then a movie, a feature feature length film. Um, so uh, I didn't take notes because I don't didn't really think I had to. So I'm just going to shoot from no. the hip and go for memory. Um the story uh, centers around a girl named Miho uh, Nishizumi, who is um, transferring to a new school. However, <laughs> let us step back and talk about schools in this world. We should probably talk about the world first before diving in. I feel like be, okay, the so, setting. So one of the best things about this show, though, is that like, like I, I do like the... Uh, and I, think i've spoken to this at nauseum but like i love the show don't tell thing because they very rarely uh-huh. tell you and until like the, <laughs> like until like a later episode and w- no actually it's, it's an ova that's one of the ovas that they do this um yeah like they don't tell you shit as far as like all you know is uh she's transferring to a new school and the school's on an aircraft carrier a carrier question mark but like no matter what questions you have, that shit's <laughs> never going to be answered until that OVA. So you get through the entire series yeah. just with like, this is the world we live in, and if you don't like it, go somewhere else. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I mean, you get this kind of like the, the this world that it's like Water World or something where the schools are all on these aircraft carriers, these enormous aircraft carriers that are so large that you would never know they're aircraft carriers until you get these panning shots. <laughs> I mean, they have topography and they have like towns and cliffs. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, yeah, there's mountains, there's cliffs, <laughs> lakes. Yeah. Like they, we're talking. They also seem to live in a world where like, <laughs> so, you know, having been lived on a ship, I was never on a, on a carrier and I hear carriers hardly move. And I understand that they're huge, but like on a ship I was on, like, they seem to live in a world where the ocean is always nice and calm. There's never any sea storms <laughs> mm. or anything like that because like those cars would like would not stick to the deck if there was a major sea storm or like either that or they <laughs> they manage to avoid any like negative weather effects and like the seas are always like calm summer seas. So yeah, I mean, we're talking. I mean, the weather is usually pretty. Yeah, good, I mean, we're talking so. ships that are so big that when you're like sitting in the meadow, you can hear the birds chirping and the wind blowing, and you don't even realize you're on a moving ship. I mean, it's like we're talking like state-sized ships. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, so I don't, I don't know if they revealed that that in episode one, but like when they do, there's it's like the last shot of the episode. I think there's just there's just no explanation. Um, so we're doing it right here. Uh, again, spoiler yeah. cast, if you'd forgotten. Um, yeah, it's crazy panning shot where they basically pan out from like Miho, you know, doing something cute. And uh, it just as if you're looking from the back of a jet or something, it pans out into finally showing you the world and the ship and the ocean. <laughs> My last note from episode one was, huh, this is all on an aircraft carrier. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, yeah, so that so they're on a on an aircraft carrier, but kind of getting ahead. Um, Miho 
uh, transfer schools um, onto this aircraft carrier. And by the way, I guess going to have to step back again. The aircraft carriers themselves uh-huh. are built for the schools, question mark. Um, yeah. so, they can be staffed by students. Right, yeah. The, so the ship one of the OVAs or episodes implied. No, they, I mean, that was the, that OVA was showing the, I forget what, it was like the, the captain course or whatever they yeah. called it. But well, okay, part-time staffed by students. Maybe that's a better way to put sure. it. But I mean, yeah. like, that's their jobs. We, we never like, see if, adults. If, if that's the case, where were the teachers? There were there was nothing sure, but sure, students sure. on on the quarter deck. There was nothing but students in it's engineering. On the job training. There were all high school girls everywhere. There's always a supervisor <laughs> in the engineering room <laughs> because fires are <laughs> a thing, and fires on ships can be pretty disastrous. There's no hazards in this show. <laughs> I'd say ask John McCain, but he's dead. So, um, oh, well, yes. <laughs> wasn't wasn't there wasn't there a guy like spectating one of the tank battles at one point? Oh, I no, mean, there I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, like, in terms battles. of on deck of the ship uh-huh. when they're well, like a, walking around. That's another thing too. Is that apparently there are adults? I mean, on the ship, like like um, yeah. one of the characters' dads, um, uh, Yukari's dad, runs a barber shop on the ship. Um, so, I mean, there are adults. It's just, you know, we don't always see them. And it, this could just be a whole, oh, we'd rather show you cute girls thing. So here's cute girls. Um, we don't care about the adults anyway. Yeah, yeah. Unless unless they're parents, we don't care. And, like, and that's a step, that's a, like a step ahead of like, you know, Love Live, which I love. But, you know, like it treats like adults and especially male adults like uh, you don't need to see their face. Uh, anyway, um, so, yeah. Like going back to the story. God damn it. So Mi- <laughs> okay. uh, Miho transfers uh, to her new school ship. Uh, we're not really sure why at the beginning. Uh, it's specifically because they don't have Senshado. Well, no, that, I know at this point. Yes. But at this point, we don't know. Like at this point, the only thing we've seen is a very short cut of like her in a tank battle and her diving to save some people in a tank. Like, I don't think she ever she says super early on it's even, because they don't have Sanchiro. Yeah. like she doesn't even mention Sanchiro, uh when she meets hana and saudi who are two other main characters um and you know she's kind of shy because the only thing she's known this whole time is Sanchiro. but again we don't know that at this point well yeah i mean it kind of starts with just this is your typical like we know this character has a mysterious past that we're going to find out about eventually right <laughs> i think yeah but you know hana and saudi mm-hmm. that they, they don't they don't know that at all. And they're they're each trying to decide what they're going to do, um, like because I uh, this is like their first year of high school, so they're trying to decide what uh, clubs to join, elective, <coughs> a club, yeah, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And you know, Hana is kind of moving away from flower arranging, and um, Saudi is just recommending everything in which boys might be involved. Um, uh, but the student council, um, well, the whole student council, but more specifically the student council president, um, summons uh, Miho to her uh, office to tell her, essentially tell her, "Hey, thanks for joining the the Senchido Club, uh, the you know club for for tank battling." Um, 
like not really like like in that kind of terms like not really giving her a choice like oh hey thanks you know like as if she had already agreed to it um and then when miho is like i came to this is when we find out because she's like i came to the school specifically so or because you you know the brochure said you guys don't have a sanchiro club um but the uh powers that be are adamant that she lead their uh revitalized Senchido club uh and even make the uh prospects of joining the club uh enticing um like with their little propaganda video which i found pretty amusing <laughs> um like saudi is run over because it said that guys like girls who drive tanks <laughs> this, this, <laughs> yeah. this world's weird hana i forget what her thing is i think she just likes tanks um but but yeah uh, miho is <laughs> this is like the part of the show that like i wish that they could have touched up on a bit more because miho very clearly has some kind of like weird ptsd with senshido with her like her last tournament <laughs> like they force her into it and like even towards the end of episode one like the only reason she joins is because if she doesn't her new friends will get to so it's a very ah uh, how do i say it like she mm, it's very like stockholm syndrome like like yeah it's kind of uncomfortable that first episode like watching it again, I don't. I don't like the way she's forced into it. I wish they had found a better way for her to get into it, other than, you know, do it. Otherwise, we're gonna hurt your friends scholastically. <laughs> <laughs> really doesn't paint the the student council in a great light. Um, and the president is just kind of a, a really funny. I, I mean, I don't even know what you call this particular type. The the lollipop sucking kind of um, you know lolly that is really demanding and bossy I guess. <laughs> that's not even what she's eating though she's eating like i don't know it's like bread or something it says dried oh, potatoes dry, yeah dried potatoes <laughs> dried, dried potato eating lolly is she bossy though she kind of she's pretty laissez-faire about a lot of things i mean i mean early on yes later on no like yeah, what, yeah. once once everything's set in set in stone like that she's got her you know her tank commander um She's pretty much willing to just ride stuff out unless absolutely necessary. Like, like unless a shot needs like 100% needs to be made, she won't actively take the turret or, you know, and then with the movie, it's like until, you know, uh, paperwork needed to be signed. She didn't really do a whole lot. Um, but yeah. So with that, there, there's our premise. Um, uh, Miho is now kind of uh, shoehorned in as the commander of the Senchero Club. Um, however, they don't really have any tanks, or the tanks that they do have are all run down and dilapidated, so um, they have to go around. Uh, they have to go around the ship looking for tanks. You know, just discarded tanks like you find everywhere. <laughs> uh, some of the places they find these tanks is just fascinating, too. I mean, we're talking like on a cliffside you know, in a cave forest. Yeah, at the bottom of a lake in a forest. It, it, yeah. I think later one <laughs> yeah. is found like deep in the deck of the ship where like people get like lost. Yeah. One's just in the parking yeah. lot. The one in the parking lot was the one that got me <laughs> because like the <laughs> yeah. only thing like they're, they're like, Oh, it's hiding behind the sign. The signs hanging off the barrel. 
<laughs> when your aircraft carrier is so big, you lose like seven, eight tanks total. How many to end up with? <laughs> now again, I've never been on an aircraft carrier, but I don't know how many, and I don't know how many tanks they can hold. But I imagine you would. It would be really hard for you to lose them. Well, I really want to. I want to hear the spinoff. Um, and this is full disclaimer that I have not watched the movie yet and I'll be listening with the listeners as you guys describe the movie. But I, I totally want the spinoff story of the battle where those tanks all ended up where they were. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Yeah, we don't get that, unfortunately. <laughs> I want to know what explosion sent that tag into the cave at the side of the cliff. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so they, they eventually get enough tanks uh, for all their teams. Um also, at this point, um, I, I've kind of skipped over this, but uh, Miho meets uh, two others um, who will make up her personal tank team. Uh, Yukari Akiyama, who is a tank otaku and my personal favorite girl <laughs> in the Anko team. Best and girl. Mako Reze, who is a supremely lazy girl. <laughs> However, uh, she's very, very smart and like like adapts to stuff very easily. Uh, but because of her laziness, she has a tremendous amount of tardy marks and is lured in to to driving the tank uh, by the prospect of her her uh, tardy record being completely wiped clean if she drives the tank for them. <laughs> to be fair, I think she's iron deficient more than lazy. But I mean, there's a way to make is. up for that. It's called iron. Sure. <laughs> sure. If you're too, if yeah. you're too lazy to take a pill for your iron deficiency, you're lazy. <laughs> um, let me think. Okay, so at this point, uh, by this is what episode three, um, we have the Anko team, who are all the girls I mentioned before: uh, Miho, Hana, uh, Saudi, Yukari, Mako. Um, we have uh, what are they? They're the Turtle team, which is uh, the um, the three. Um, student council girls. Um, yes, Anzu, Momo, and Yuzu. Yes. Uh, then we have um, <laughs> then we have the Usagi team. Who I'm not gonna. I, I was never going to remember all those girls' yeah. names. It, they're they're a bunch of first no. years. Uh, they're they're the Usagi team, the rabbit team. They're they're the the small cute ones, and, and they're in the tank that they're in. Though is really interesting. It's a like an American type tank that's like I don't know. I don't even remember what. Um, like it, it's like in that weird that weird it's era, but American M three Lee. It's that, like in that weird period between World War Two and World War One, where we were experimenting, and it had these has these weird like two turret setup. Um. Mm-hmm. Let me think. Uh, there is, and at this point, we also have the hippopotamus team, which is my personal favorite team because it's all the history <laughs> girls, or all the history otaku girls, uh, yeah. <laughs> and they're just fantastic. Um, oh, actually, no, we still we we also have um, volleyball team. Duck team. Yeah, what was there? They're the. There's duck, duck team, team, and then there's because because the mallard yeah. team is uh is the yeah is they're, later? they're later. Either okay. that or it, it could. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, no, no, you're right. Yeah, Mallard so, later. So yeah, Duck Team is all the girls uh, in the in the volleyball club. However, the volleyball club has been discontinued because there's only four of them. So, in order to raise money for the 
you know, the future of the volleyball team, they've decided to uh, join up with Senshiro to, to, I don't know. I don't, I don't know why they keep the volleyball motif because honestly, they just, they're never going to get a volleyball team. <laughs> maybe later, maybe, <laughs> I don't know. But anyway, so these are our teams uh, initially and um, we get the very first match, uh, which is an exhibition match um against uh St. Gloriana's uh girls college which yeah Woo! gonna step back real quick again so this is not something that's never explained in the show <laughs> really I, but if you're if you're a fan <laughs> of history each of the schools with the exception of uh the main school which um I, I didn't mention but the main school Miho school is called Orai's girl or Orai girls academy um, every other school is based off a country um, in World War One slash two, mostly World War II. Uh, St. Gloriana's, if you can guess, is England, and they are their first exhibition match. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. St. Gloriana's captain, her name is Darjeeling, uh, goes up against them. She's a fun character. We see her a lot in the show, a lot, a lot. Um, yeah, all of the uh, St. Gloriana girls are named after T's. Um, so they've really leaned into the British aspect of the school. Oh, did, I see. I didn't know that. So, I, I figured Darjeeling, yeah, but Darjeeling, I didn't know. Assam, uh, yeah, Rosehip. <laughs> huh. But, okay. Did you learn that from yeah. uh, Fire Emblem? <laughs> uh, no, I know what T is. <laughs> I'm not a big tea drinker, but I have noticed some of these names sure, sure. In, uh, in, the, in the new Fire Emblem game. It's too funny. Yeah. Yeah, they're all named after teams. <laughs> uh, so they have their exhibition match. Uh, interesting, too, that at this time, all the girls with their multiple personalities have decided to paint their tanks in, like, ostentatious colors rather than, you know, the grays, browns, and grays that you normally paint a tank because camouflage, you know, despite it being a lumbering hunk of metal, camouflage is important um, in a tank battle. Uh, but yeah, so like the Usagi team's tank is entirely pink and uh, the hippopotamus team is like all red. And so there's really bright colors with the exception of um, the uncle team. And in the fact that they're called hippopotamus team and, you know, the Usagi team, I mean, they have the cutest little logos on their tanks, too. So I'm not, <laughs> sure, if, I'm not sure if the logos are on their tank at this point, but like afterwards, like that's how they keep oh, the really? personality on the tank. Like after okay. they're because they, they lose pretty hard to St. Gloriana. Yeah. Um, yeah. A mix of not really having a whole lot of practice and, you know, uh, people kind of <laughs> jumping the gun in certain cases. Um, but uh-huh. after after the loss, um, which again, exhibition match, so not that, not that big a deal. Uh, you know, they're kind of humbled and decide to paint their tanks, well, tank colors. Yeah. Actual colors. And then they, yeah. they like Jeff said, they have... Um, they have these really, really cute logos um, to signify each team, which is a helpful for the audience and, and, you know, be a really, really, really clever marketing ploy because you know, they've sold keychains out the ass of each team. So <laughs> well done, Japan. Um, after that exhibition, we're, we're told that like, there's a tournament coming up, uh, like the world championship of, um, Senchiro, um, which I think in, in the English version it's called Tankery, right? Tankery. Yeah. All right. Uh, 
so anyway, yeah, uh, the the world tournament's coming up, and the uh, student council is as a whole is adamant that they have to be in in it, and you know, Miho is uh understandably perplexed because it's like we just got our ass handed to us by a school who's probably going to you know do pretty well in this tournament um you know maybe we train for a year and they're like no we have to do it now um (laughs) yeah well not only do they have to enter they have to win exactly um we're not going to talk about love live in this podcast by the way (laughs) that's a lie you know it uh (laughs) <laughs> I think at this point they get uh the other teams with the exception of one. Um at this point I think they get either either it's now or, or before the Pravda fight. They get Mallard team which is the um the hall monitors who all kind of look the same. Uh and hmm. uh they didn't get any new teams before Saunders. Yeah, it's, I think it's after. Was it after? Okay. They went up against Saunders with just the original five. And they won. Okay, that's right. Yeah. That's And it was all the stranger because of Saunders. Because like, they had 10 tanks. Yeah. So, all right. Well, backtrack there. Um, so the first, uh, they're, they're kind of, they kind of luck out in um, the draw for the, the world championship because they only have to beat three teams. Um the first team they go up against is Saunders, um, which is America, <laughs> and uh, and they you know they I mean they fight with Sherman tanks and uh, you know a lot of blondes, um, <laughs> including uh, the main girl K. Um, they're very you know open and boisterous and stuff like that. So yeah, d- definitely America. Um, they're eating burgers and they're <laughs> yeah. playing on the way back. Uh, yeah, this is this is the first episode too where Yukari goes on like a, a secret spying mission. Oh uh, yeah, that's right. Know, the the uh, tank otaku uh, stows away on a on it's like a like a food del- food supply tankers kind of. Yeah, yeah, like on a sh- like like on a supply ship, and she yeah. goes from Orai to saunders sneaks into saunders university puts on a uniform and sneaks into their like their strategy meeting (laughs) uh but yeah so saunders um has a lot of uh sherman tanks but one of the other things i enjoyed uh about this fight was um they actually took from the the you know the world war ii uh american playbook in which um America or well one of the American characters I believe it was Alisa uh was stealing um uh-huh. uh military secrets so to speak like uh listening in on on Orai's uh communications much like much like uh, America did against the Nazis and against the Japanese and I wonder if they're kind of salty about that when I watch that episode <laughs> because Elisa is made out to be really really evil and I'm like I mean come on guys <laughs> <laughs> it's not our fault we used Navajo code talkers and you guys didn't have any Navajo you should have subjugated your natives better anyway I'm gonna get a step away oh, from that now uh, <laughs> uh <laughs> serious totally serious topic don't yeah, laugh about totally that, totally yeah uh but yeah so despite despite saunders's um 
Well, Miho kind of caught on to him and developed a strategy around giving him false information and right, yeah, kind of played them that way. So, like, just despite their their you know quote unquote cheating, which I mean, I say is fair, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> they never uh, even no like confirmed if it was even against the rules. Yeah, they didn't. Um, and you think with that many adults watching, it, like it, like the way they were they were listening in was like this crazy looking like air balloon thing. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, uh-huh. nobody noticed that. Okay, come on, guys. Anyway, but yes, just dis- despite the the n- their numbers and their you know uh, dubious strategy, um, Order is able to win. Uh, it, it's kind of right around here. Like we, I, I didn't mention this before in the the uh, Saint Glorianus fight, but uh, one of the things I like about it is that like despite numbers, like if it's it's more like a you either destroy the the enemy entirely or you take out their flag tank. Um, which I, I thought was like uh, a better way of going about like a battle like that, because, uh, in the movie they do do like a complete annihilation. Um, yeah, yeah. Kill match. but I always like, and they were, we'll get to it, but like they were saying, you know, like for professional Senchido, we want him to be kill matches. I'm like, that would take fucking forever. Like, like <laughs> this way it's much more exciting when someone gets close to like a flag tank or whatever. Um, also, it mirrors, you know, warfare a little bit more closely in that you're never going to destroy your entire enemy. However, if you take out if you take out their commander or, you know, head communication tank or whatever, probably the enemy's probably going to break up a little bit. Um, anyway, yeah. So uh, they they take out uh, uh, Saunders's tank, uh, flag tank, win the match. Everyone's happy. Uh, that's a two-parter, if I remember correctly. It takes yeah. us up to episode six. I think it takes us up to episode seven. Well, seven's uh, end of six no. is the end of the yeah. end of the match. Yeah, because end of six is where we meet uh, Miho's sister for the first time. Right, right, Maho. right. And because uh, um, Mako's grandmother, she finds out is in the hospital, and so uh, Maho. Flies Mako and I think Sauri to the hospital at the end of mm-hmm. the episode. Yeah, no, the um, we do get like a little bit of like the families of the girls. Uh, it's it's I won't say it's like it's not that they're not the most important aspects, and they don't always mm-hmm. they're they're not always like super super important to the story. But it is nice to flesh out the characters. Um, so yeah, Mako has her like apparently lives with her grandmother. Uh, they never go into her, her parents or anything like that. She just lives with her grandma. Um, Yukari, I believe I said before has, uh, her mom and dad, um, and her dad's, a a, a barber and they're shocked <laughs> that she has friends cause they're assholes. Uh, <laughs> no, they're, they're good. It, it just made me laugh. Um, yeah. Yeah. We, at, at this point, we already know that, uh, Miho has, um, a mom and a sister, but yeah, like you said, we meet her for the first time here. Um, and we had already known that she's the reason she was chosen as tank commander is because she's the uh, one of the daughters of the Nishizuma clan of Senchido people. Um, we also so. got Hana's mom, yes, who is not happy that she's doing Senchido because Hana's mom is a 
flower ranger yeah flower ranger is that really a job uh, is, she, is she not just a florist i guess so are there people who just like who whose job's just to arrange flowers or does she i don't know <laughs> that's one thing that kind of confused but yeah she's very unhappy that her daughter's handling tanks and they kind of have a falling out um episode seven is where this is the anzio battle should have been <laughs> however they opted to make it an ova and i appreciate it because we got a much more fleshed out if you know still very silly fight sure um what was in place of episode seven because the episode seven ends with the end of the anzio battle uh they get like a let's see they get like a training montage where they find the other tanks tanks, right oh that's right so they get uh at this so the the only one they would have gotten at this point was mallard right because what they're missing they're missing mallard Um, they're missing anteater and they're missing whatever the hell the the mechanics team was well they they get the porsche tiger who i think is what the yeah it's like the whole like sauri's search party gets lost like deep in the the ship and they get found they get the other tank um Hmm. yeah which so that that's another thing uh on every ship you'll ever be on in any language guarantee it there are these things these placards that are along the ship it baffles me that the girls are not trained to know how to navigate the inside (laughs) of a ship Uh, the other one's the anteater team is the yeah, computer anteater is uh, the otaku but they I, they don't come around until late like their, uh, yeah, their they're, first they're their later. first their first battle is the last battle so then we added the mallard hmm. team this time and then leopon next time yeah yeah because yeah, they don't get the they get the poor shark they don't get the poor shagger until pravda um right but yeah so so i i was wrong they had to win four but i always forget anzio in this context because uh like yeah. the this episode ends after they get their new tanks with them defeating the Italian team, which we'll go into when we get into the that episode, uh, into that OVA, I should say. Um, yeah, they basically just show like, hey, we have these new tanks and we won the battle, but they skipped the entire battle. So yeah. at least in the show, <laughs> I mean, kudos. The <laughs> I I get it. I'm glad they they went back and did it because the Anzio girls are a lot of fun, but they're also Italian tanks, which. I mean, Italy's not wasn't exactly known as a a tank powerhouse, so it was good of them to move on. It's funny though because they totally set it up because the main Italian girl is it, they gave her a very specific character design. She's got quite the personality, and they showed that in the show, so you could <laughs> tell they were planning on going back to that battle eventually. Um, but. From there, we move on to their next battle, which is uh, well, the semifinals of the Centurion Championship called, or I'm sorry, uh, when they were fighting against uh, Communist Russia or uh, Pravda, uh, which is the uh, equivalent of high school Communist Russia. <laughs> um, <laughs> this this fight, uh, you know, they, they have a lot of uh, the Russian uh t34 all those kind of tanks and stuff like that so you know very much kind of like similar to the fight with saunders and that they had like they're vastly outnumbered 15 Um, to 6 yeah uh but 
kind of what saves him in this fight is the the Pravda commander is a very small girl named Katusha, who is a very, very <laughs> uh prideful? Prideful. That's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> Super prideful. And I love the the parallels because as much as I hate making like Stalin kind of a cutesy character, she's very Stalin-esque in that like her, her her rule doesn't go uh, like no not like her second in command is very clearly very uh-huh. intelligent like as is Cla- yes. uh, clara who is like we don't we don't really see her until the movie but like doesn't really question anything just carries out her orders <laughs> with like the <laughs> yeah. stone face stoicism and i'm like you made stalin cute why did you fucking do this uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there's a line, I don't remember if it's in the movie or in this uh, battle, where Katusha's like, Nona will do anything I say. If I say the sky is black, she'll say it's black. And then Nona's like, it's black. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm just like, oh "Oh my god. That reminds me, I gotta show you guys the, um, when we were looking at videos, or like, you know, and stuff like that, um, there's uh, someone has... Like there are a bunch of drama CDs and someone threw them up on YouTube and, and subtitled them. And the one with Kat- Katusha, Nona okay. and Clara is like where Clara and, and Nona are speaking in Russian and Katusha can't understand <laughs> Russian. So she keeps asking what they're saying. It's fantastic. Um, <laughs> but what that actually does like that. I just realized that drama CD also makes her a little bit Stalin-esque. Good Lord. Anyway. Um <laughs> Oh, also, real quick side note on this one. Um, I, who was the one who pointed out that um, that there is a bit uh, in this in in well the first part of these because it's a two episode um, where they're singing uh-huh. a song called Katusha, which is apparently like a, a Soviet like a a Soviet uh, marching song uh, from around this time. Like they're singing it in the Japanese version and most other versions except for western versions i think i think what happened was while we were watching it uh those of us watching like on high dive or the blu-ray were done after the people who are watching it uh on was it verve you're watching it on crunchy Crunchy yeah it seemed they seemed to have cut out that scene on crunchy they cut out a scene on crunchy roll and then like the blu-ray and the high dive version have like a song there it's it's a, it's and then i think Tetris steven thing. pointed yep. out that there was a actual like folk song that was in place there in the original uh japanese that for whatever reason isn't on the blu-ray or the streaming so some kind of streaming rights issue i guess for some folk song russian folk song yeah it's like crunchyroll cut it out completely and some other properties put the tetris theme song in there so yeah real weird especially i i mean i i get it it worked i get it if it was like you know uh not wanting to pay for the song or whatever but i kind of wish they would have left it i actually like that scene um it's another it's a nice little you know add to the whole uh of them being you know soviets i mean for god's sakes they their their flag is like the hammer and sickle except it's two rulers with you know a pair of scissors over them I, you don't get more Soviet <laughs> than that um but uh yeah so katusha is able to maneuver the orai girls into an encirclement uh 
and of course because they're the soviet team they're they're you know fighting they're duking it out in like a a snowy area who knows like because they're never fighting on the ships they all like they always like the ships all are always docked and they disembark from the ship and they fight on a field which is probably better than you know blowing holes in a ship think, that you're living on uh-huh. i think uh back in the beginning of the series or i they do like their kind of mock battle within like internal mock battle was that on the ship no that was that was also they docked like, for that because mm-hmm. okay. remember when they come back from that mock battle like there's that's all the yeah, yeah. they drive back onto the ship so right. and they which is where they also explain, like, just super weirdly, like, the, the things that they're willing to tell us and the things that they're not are, are really weird, but it's just like a, yeah, whatever, fuck it. Um, that if your shop is destroyed, the government pays you in full. <laughs> so, like, people actively hope that they, their shop gets knocked out or it gets, you know, a hole blown through it so that they could, you know, yeah, remodel. remodel. <laughs> um, yeah, so... <laughs> it's really weird but yeah so uh, katusha encircles encircles the girls aura uh and traps them in a, a rather large building that's able to hold all their tanks um yeah it's like a like an empty out factory almost look like it was a it church, was a church. That's nothing a, a church. A, yeah that's a massive church that can hold that many um tanks but yeah no you're right it was a church um what was i gonna say oh uh, i was Go ahead. That's all. Then that's when we learn about the reason why they have to win. Yes, it yeah. gets revealed here because they have nothing else to do while they're waiting to surrender. Well, while Katusha is waiting for them to surrender. So, uh, because it may, the outcome kind of seems hopeless, all the girls are kind of starting to resign themselves to, you know, hey, we made it to the semifinals and we are kind of a joke of a school in terms of Senchido. So, hey, you know, did good. Let's try again next year. And the student council kind of, you know, loses it. Well, um, specifically yeah. the one girl whose name I don't remember because I actually just hate that character. Uh, yeah, Which matter. one? Who? Whatever the fuck her name was. Uh, Momo. Uh, Momo? Hmm. Uh, so the glasses one, the the monocle wearing, uh, loud, emotional, mess of a person. So yeah, they the student council eventually uh, tells them that uh, they have been told that if they win the Senchido High School World Championship or whatever, um, that their school won't be shut down. Otherwise, their school is very much slated to be shut down. Um, and I don't know the the ship will be sailed out to sea and turned into scrap i don't know or turned to target practice or scrap that's usually what happens to ships um, i repeat we're not talking about love alive in this podcast yeah yeah i, just, I love that 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 meme that's like i i need to want to find somebody who loves me like japanese girls love their schools <laughs> uh, but so yeah the now now the the fight becomes a fight for the school and miho not wanting to lose you know all the friendships she pretty much just made um kind of resolves herself as the commander uh sends girls out on scouting where yukari um is once again uh a a fantastic spy um we we get more of her spying in the uh ova with one of the uh 
the hippopotamus. So good. The, oh, the girls from uh, hippopotamus team. Um, yeah. I'm not going to remember uh-huh. all their names. I'm sorry, <laughs> but yeah. Um, uh, yeah. So so they they kind of find out like where all the the enemies are <coughs> with their through their scouting and um, Miho devises a plan to instead of like you know going towards the path of least resistance, like blowing past the he- most heavily guarded area. And, you know, the ploy works, um, allowing them to escape their encirclement and eventually uh, move on to to uh, to win um, by finding the uh, uh, the flag tank in like this little village looking area. I really like I remember when I first watched this the first time I loved the the ending of this battle because it involves you know a tank buried in snow like you know as camouflage uh shooting another tank yeah but and i still love that i still love that seed but it's just like like the more i watch it and as quickly as things move i'm like when did they have time to uh-huh. bury their tank in snow? <laughs> <laughs> these like these high school girls who are tiny who are like who buried an uh-huh. entire tank in snow carlos i'll tell you how they did it so they all carry around these he shells right so they just shoot down at the snow and while the snow is up in the air they just drive under it and then it just falls back on the tank clearly oh but yeah so so they beat they beat pravda and uh now they're in the finals um where oh god uh, where uh, Miho's sister school, uh, Kurumine Girls Academy, is waiting, and uh, Miho's sister is, of course, um, the you know the tank commander, the commander for the their Senshiro team. Um, sorry, I was thrown off a little bit because I'm on I'm on the the Girls and Panzer wiki to remember all these names and stuff like that, and they have like uh-huh. they, they they have a thing that says school theme and the flag, and they most most. Uh, <laughs> uh whenever something says like germany around this time they'll have like the iron cross or something like that nope they straight up went with the nazi flag Uh okay um (laughs) more authentic i guess anyway uh so yeah their their next opponent is uh kuromini girl school um in this episode uh we do get the anteater team which is the uh the the tank otaku who are uh, tank otaku for tank video games I guess this is when Leopon joins them. It got. Re- I have a note here that they finally got restored. That's okay. So, so they the yeah. team. Yeah, they found yeah. the Porsche Tiger. They but had problems. They, they were working on. Oh yeah, because apparently the the Porsche Tiger is like the like a really shitty tank or, or it overheats. Problem. Yeah, problem and 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 it digs into the ground because it's too damn heavy. But yeah, so you know, Porsche. Uh, next time you see a car, you think, "Wow!" Just remember. They made tanks for the Nazis and inefficient tanks too. You can do that with Volkswagen. You can also do that with, um, yeah, you can do that with a lot of German, like Fanta. Fanta was a Nazi drink. So good times. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So the next two episodes are of course the, the climactic battle between, uh, Orai and, and, um, uh, Kurumine where, uh, uh, what do you call it? Well, Kurumine is also like I don't know. Does the mom run that school, or is no. it just 
their style of tankery that the school has be- adopted. It's, the, yeah, the sisters. It's, it's mostly because her daughter's going there that like this, and of course the school adopts that because she's running it, and like it seems like the mom's yeah. got like is more of like a she runs a dojo and she's a heavy influence in the world of Senshiro. Sure, um, yeah, but yeah, the the mom kind of has had a falling out with uh with Miho because you know she wanted to leave and now she's running around with this you know quote unquote lesser school so you know she mm-hmm. tells Maho to take her out um at this <laughs> yeah. point though like everybody else has kind of had like a little redemption arc with their family members uh Han- Hana's and mm-hmm. her mom have reconciled um okay I said everyone else I meant Hana, that's pretty much it because everyone else is still <laughs> like we never meet Saudi's parents because apparently the I'm only sure they're that, nice. Yeah, the only thing that matters they're the normal ones. Yeah, well, the only thing that matters <laughs> in, in Saudi's life is finding a boyfriend that she never does. Um, oh, <laughs> she doesn't look. You, you need you need boys. You need boys to find a boyfriend. Yeah. yeah, why would you go to a girls' academy if that was a priority for you? <laughs> oh, God. Anyway. So um, they had their fight, and, and again, Kurumorimine uh, is Germany, so tons of German tanks, and I mean, just objectively speaking, German or the Germans had probably the best tanks in the war. So of course they're going up against you know a very very strong school with just super mm-hmm. super strong tanks. So. Um, they devise up all these crazy strategies. And then uh, it's in this one, they have that crazy tank that like in the movie, they have the tank. That's pretty much just a fucking artillery piece. In this one, they have like the precursor to that. That's like not really an artillery piece, but you know, still has like pretty big shells. Right. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 It's the, uh, the Panzer eight. That's right. Right, right, right. So, so they're, uh, they wind up having to, uh, uh, to fight their, the, the German tanks kind of like in the open field. And then eventually they drag the, I mean, I can't really make this exciting with words. You really have to watch this show. So, so this is really just <laughs> You're skipping all their operation names, like Smokey Smokes oh, and Teasy Tees. Oh yeah. Sneaky Sneaks. Sneaks. Yeah. Um, Miho is the best at naming <laughs> operations. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, well, the final one was Operation Dizzy Dizzy. <laughs> <laughs> they they lure uh, the Kuromonomini girls into a city um, and then into kind of like a... Or the, uh, Miho herself lures Maho into like a, a quad type area and they jam the Porsche tiger, in, uh, tiger into the like the the entrance yeah the entrance and so yeah miho and maho have like uh, like a climactic showdown which is my favorite part of this show and my favorite part of the movie do the whole uh first person tank perspective um which i just uh-huh. i think is really really well done De- really well done here definitely done better in the movie with more budget and i hope they do it again in the movies that we haven't seen yet but um yeah again final climactic uh tank fight uh and miho wins because this would be a pretty weird anime 
had she lost and had the school just immediately gone under. Um, well, yeah, well, <laughs> but <laughs> like the school though the the time the the time it like just think about it this way the 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 show came out what in 2012 ish and the movie got i actually saw the movie in theaters 2015 yeah. for the movie so like yeah. can you imagine hearing the announcement and be like why why are they making a movie they lost <laughs> it'd be super weird so <laughs> yeah um yeah so but they 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 uh win the uh the fight and um, now the school is saved, maybe. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> um, just go into the OVAs. The OVAs are... Yeah, Bizarre. I mean, it, it, like, early on, the, like, the early ones are like, hey, did you want a beach episode? Well, we didn't. We only had 12 episodes, so here it is in OVA form. Hey, did you want to see how they were when they went camping? We didn't even know they went camping, but sure, here they are in OVA form. Um, <laughs> and then, and then there's the episode that's like, you remember all that shit we didn't tell you about the ship and how it's run and all that stuff? Well, here's an info <laughs> uh-huh. fucking dub. Just have all of it. Um, One note I wrote uh-huh. down from that: there's thirty thousand people on their ship. That is, yeah, that sounds there about are right. at most five thousand, I think, on a on a uh i could be wrong on this number but it's it's somewhere near 5000 on a, a Gerald R Ford class carrier which is the newest carrier in the fleet yeah and like their ship is they don't even have the biggest well, carrier or <laughs> ship so the, this is like one of the smaller looking ones right that carrier has to dwarf like our carriers today <laughs> like like sure their their carriers are to our carriers what our carriers are to the destroyer I was on, which is just they're just big enough terrifying. to lose eight tanks. Yeah. Anyway, but yeah, so the, the, then they have the info dump episode, <laughs> they have the onco dance episode, which I didn't go into. Yeah. But throughout the show, there's this really embarrassing folk dance. Like after they lose to uh, Saint Gloriana, uh, they have Gloriana's, to yeah. uh, they have to do this really embarrassing folk dance called the on- the I think it's called the Anko dance, and um, yeah, Anko, yeah. It, it just involves doing all these really weird hand motions, like you're a like you're a what what do we call them? What what's the fish? They're angler angler fish. fish. Thank you. Yes. The, I, the, the, it, the worst part. Subtitle is a goosefish a lot too, so I don't know. Hmm. That's weird. Anglerfish was the only thing I ever. If you haven't watched the show and you just look up like girls in pens or dance. Yeah, yeah. this is the thing you'll see. It, it's out of context gonna look really freaking weird. <laughs> so so we see this dance after they lose to St. Gloriana because that was a stipulation. If they lost, then that was their punishment. Um and they lost. Uh and then during the the Pravda battle, when they were encircled by by Katusha and, and you know her tanks, um, in order to raise the morale, oh, yeah. in order to raise that. the morale of her, you know, her I guess t- troops, Miho starts doing the Anko dance, and all the girls join in with her, um, which must have been really really odd for the the Pravda girl who walked in and was like, what are they doing? Uh, but 
in this in this episode in the Anko Dance OVA episode, which is like a few minutes long, they are all dressed up <laughs> as anglerfish, uh, and they're dancing in like different areas of the city and stuff like that. It's truly bizarre. So what, like two and a half minutes total. <laughs> totally worth that. the watch if you if you finish the show and like you get the reference, I guess. Hell, even if you haven't, it's just it's just a fun watch. Uh, are there any OVAs I missed outside of uh, there's the, the big Snow one? War, which is the next one, which is when uh, Yukari oh, the Snow War, yeah, where they go, they go around yes. and talk about various quick remedies for cold feet and like looking at the tanks and then uh, pretending that they're a they member of Pravda, Pravda and tricking the other girl that they're like yeah. her her seniors. <laughs> Who was that? Those are our upperclassmen, you <laughs> dummy. Uh, and then it was the banquet that, war after that. That was uh, that was uh, Nina and Alina. Those two girls. They actually have names, and they're actually apparently yeah. a part of like like uh, stories in like the manga and and in the um, drama CDs as well. Well, yeah, I think they also were part of the film. Oh, uh, I think Clara um, and Nona were were more part of the film. They definitely were. I'm, they I'm might have been in sure. one of the tanks. Well, they they were both in the in the yeah. big unwieldy fucker. Uh, oh, I forget what they yeah, were. Yeah, the they definitely KB2 brought they definitely or... brought that guy back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. the last OVA was the banquet war, which was their <sighs> victory celebration where they all do like talent competition skits. Yeah, a rigged, I have them all written down. Show. What Go everyone did. Yeah. Uh, first up was the hall monitors the mallard team and they did that they sang a song and did like the cloning spell and teleportation and they because like, they all kind of look like each other so yeah. they're doing like these weird like a very illusions. japanese comedy skit yeah no one seemed to like it uh <laughs> the I leopon team i know I, I was amused the uh, auto club uh they did a dance and then they brought their tank up and they turned it into a different tank but it was just cardboard I don't know. It's a weird disappearing trick. Uh, the Anteater team, they sang a song in the kind of around style that just kind of annoyed everybody. <laughs> uh, the rap, the rabbit team, they just did like six person formation shapes. Uh, like standing on top of each other and just doing different. Uh, they'd be like, not cheerleader formations. Well, really? they, yeah, they did like a human pyramid yeah. and yeah. So yeah. kind of ish, I guess. Uh, the volleyball team, the duck team, did impressions, <laughs> which Hana was really into, and I, I was into the fact that Hana was into it because that part was great. Yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, the hippo team, the history buffs, uh, did Little Women, the best play, the but they kept best. they kept throwing in various like history facts constantly, and then promising that they're not doing it. <laughs> Our dad's out in the Civil War. Started in 1961 and ending in, or starting in 1861 and ending in 1865. Hey, stop! And then like whatever general was in the battle, and yeah, it's, <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> who won what? Uh, okay, the war ended when Robert Edward Lee <laughs> surrendered at Appomattox Courthouse. <laughs> I love these girls so much. The, these are my ideal students if I ever decide to teach. <laughs> <laughs> we had the. Uh, our hero team, the goosefish team, or anglerfish team, uh, they did like that Super Sentai Panzer V mm-hmm. uh, thing. <laughs> that was 
that was fun oh that actually like if you go on youtube and look up and look that up that scene um like someone like showed how the the animators used uh an actual super sentai show like a power rangers type mm-hmm. show um like as inspiration for the the motions that they go through it's actually really impressive it's one of those things where like watching it even without knowing that you say that's definitely that's got to be a reference to something because everything's like way too precise i think uh for them to just like pull that out of nowhere right um and then the student council team they did the swan lake and then they awarded themselves the win. <laughs> oh, I, <laughs> Which I was a hundred thousand yen worth of dried potatoes. Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> like okay. How long do dried potatoes last? Long enough. They're good forever. Okay. Um and in in that world where you can, you know, where your school is on a carrier. And, oh, yeah. We're gonna go back real quick here because in the info dumpy episode where they tell you all about um the jobs on the ship and how like certain students are being taught, you know, the naval trade and all that stuff on the ship. And, you know, every part of the ship is being used as a school kind of, um, they, they actually talk about how school ships started during the Roman empire and they show like an old Roman galleon being used (laughs) as a school. Yeah. So kudos on them going back and rewriting history, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I really wonder what their what their version of World War Two looks like. I hate to say it, but those seem like they'd be easy military targets. I don't know how well they could defend themselves. I guess, Not depending very well, on... considering they can't Wouldn't launch so. anything. No, there's no turrets, and the the major def- major defense of an aircraft carrier is the aircraft. And I mean, look, Saunders landed their airplane did. on that ship, <laughs> and nobody noticed. That's how fucking big it is. It was a C5 galaxy. <laughs> Nobody it's like noticed. Literally, like the biggest plane that we've ever built. Not only in that, America, but a, there's a, a bigger one, like in Russia. A or school something, owned a, a fucking you know, a, one of the biggest planes ever built. Yeah, and it just lands no problem. Yeah, drops <laughs> off. Takes... Dr- drops off. Uh, uh, w- 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 All the tanks. No, that's yeah, when they well, pick up the, the tanks. That's movie, the movie, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, they getting pick, ahead of ourselves. Yeah, they pick them well, up. I mean, there, that's the end of the OVAs. Uh, until you get to Anzio battle, yeah, the Anzio, Anzio. battle. That's um, right. I didn't have notes for that because I was, yeah. So the Anzio battle is the second fight in the championship for them. The one they skipped over. However, fortunately, they go back and do it in OVA form, where we learn that um, uh, on what's more baffling to me is Anzio actually won a fight before this, because Anzio is apparently a very poor school. <laughs> They beat Australia, like the one that, I think. Well, I remember sense. looking it up. I, I think mean, no it was like Australia. Australia. Uh, but <laughs> anyway, I don't know how much of a tank powerhouse Australia was in the Second World War. But um, so yeah, they're apparently a really poor school, despite the fact that their particular carrier is loaded with uh, like rome memorabilia like it they have a coliseum like why would you have ruins of a coliseum on your ship <laughs> uh, they have you know version of the spanish steps etc etc but like they're so poor that all the girls have to like run the the uh yeah there you go food, food stalls. stalls despite the fact that like it's stu- the students themselves that are paying for the food and then like paying to make the food and then paying 
to eat the food. So it kind of seems like the money's going in a circle to me, but that's, it, I don't know. That's like oh. Italian World War II <laughs> economics for you, I guess. Um, okay, so they beat Maginot Girls Academy. Oh, they Academy. beat France. That makes even beat more France. sense. Um, <laughs> so, so any French, any French listeners, I, I do apologize. <laughs> it, it's hard for me not to. I'm American. Anyway, um, <laughs> it'd be even harder for me if I was, you know, British, but whatever. Anyway, uh-huh. um, so yeah, uh, they're but they are you know they are apparently raised enough money <laughs> uh, to actually get a heavy tank because until now they've been using these like tiny little um, anti infantry um, tanks called the Caro Velo- Veloce, I, yeah, Caro Veloce, and yeah. and now they have. Uh, uh, they have an actual, you know, honest to God, um, heavy tank. I think it's a P twenty six. Um, but yeah, so the uh, they kind of get ready for the fight and stuff like that, and uh, they're up against uh, uh, Orai and Orai. You know, are I mean, they're they're still outnumbered, despite the fact that they're outnumbered by like tiny nothing tanks, but they're outnumbered. Um, However, Anzio goes into this battle with probably one of my favorite, <laughs> my favorite strategies, where they decide to set up cardboard cutouts of their tanks in different places to 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 make the Ori yes. girls worry. It's hell of a move. They're... Huh? It's a hell of a move. Yeah, to yeah. To, to to kind of make <laughs> them worry and and move them into a advantageous spot for ambush. Uh, however, <laughs> the girls of of the Anzio Girls High School are uh, really super duper laid back. And so they're given plenty of cardboard cutouts and they decide to go above and beyond and put them all up despite the fact that Orai knows, like Miho and you know the other Orai girls, they know how many tanks the Anzio Girls can field. But they have like, in terms of cardboard cutouts, there are more cutouts than tanks that they can field. So, <laughs> Miho is able to, you know, revise her strategy. And like after that, that is the only time Anzio has any kind of advantage in the battle because the rest of the battle is us watching Anzio get kicked around quite a bit. Um, their smaller <laughs> tanks um, can take quite a bit more of a beating, but I mean, that's really just kind of saying okay well they can last for a little bit longer it's like i don't know (laughs) it's like it's it's really like watching a like saying like oh yeah that possum can play dead it's like yeah but eventually it's still gonna die i mean it's still gonna get eaten (laughs) like it can play dead all at once but um poor anchovy yeah poor anch she's (laughs) great though like i i think i like the italian school quite a bit because they don't really they're not really down by their loss it's like yeah, fuck yeah. it. <laughs> Let's go back and have some pasta. And yeah, names that are really on the nose: anchovy, carpaccio, yeah. pepperoni. <laughs> yeah, real winners, all that. And their school icon yeah, is just pizza. pizza. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I I love this school so much. I, I I really wish we had more of them. I I hope we get more of them in the um uh, uh the movies that again we haven't been able to see over uh-huh. here in the West. But um, yeah, they're great. They're fantastic. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, so that's the OVA. I mean, it's it's f- uh, would you say like forty five minutes long, maybe less? 
Um, yeah, I believe so. But it's it's totally worth the watch. Unfortunately, it's not streaming anywhere. Um, uh, but it is super duper cheap to buy on, um, like right stuff or or. Well, whenever there's a Sentai sale, anyway. I mean, it's super cheap anyway. It's, I mean, it, what is it like twenty bucks? Twenty bucks. Sure. This is not the four bucks that I bought it for. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's totally worth it though, especially if you liked the original show. Okay, uh, and then because we're crazy people, uh, we <laughs> we decided to watch uh, the movie in the same day. Uh, yeah. So, with the movie, we learned uh, that. How do I say this? Movie tropes kind of are the same no matter what culture you're in because um, verbal contracts are non-binding in Japan, which is kind of understandable. Um, I think they're not terribly binding here in the States either uh, because the girls were told that the only thing they could do to potentially not get their school closed down was um, to win a Senchino tournament, uh, which was kind of like this you know pie-in-the-sky thing that like the uh the a-hole who i don't know runs the senchido commission and the school closing commission because he's in both in both areas <laughs> i don't know like this guy's the corporate asshole there you go the the corporate asshole who's just a corporate asshole because the <laughs> story the story demanded one he's he's the one who told them you know win the senchido tournament and maybe your school won't get closed, but in the so beginning, I'm going to, I'm going to stop you just real quick. Cause I do want to watch this movie. Um, do you think this is going to be ruined by spoilers for me? Should I like step away? Uh, no. Mm. Do you, do mm. you really care the reason why they're fighting in, in the movie? Yeah. I, don't I know. mean, I mean, I mean, there's only one way this yeah. movie could end. Them losing and their because school it's... blowing up and their ship sinking. <laughs> exactly. So nothing to yeah. spoil there. Um, okay. No, just I don't. I don't know. I mean, I don't think I. I will say that I enjoyed it just as much the second time seeing just this as film. much the third time. <laughs> yeah, right, I'll stick around though. Well, Carlos, like yeah. the first twenty-seven minutes of the movie is the uh, exhibition match, right? Before right, we right. get like any kind of, no, you're you're right. Oh, like they, they don't right. find out. So okay, let me let me back up. I guess because um, we get the other school introduced here. That's right, Chi Haiton yeah. Academy. Jesus. So we open up the movie on a like, probably in the best way you can open up a girls and Ponzi movie with a tank battle. Um, yeah, and we actually open up on Saint uh, the Saint Gloriana girls being surrounded by um uh by the combined might of Orai and a new school called uh, Chitan, which is Chihatan. Chihatan, that's right, which is the uh, the the, ja- the Japanese school. And uh, <laughs> let me tell you how glad I was to see this because, like, I was like, okay, Japan, you know, taking the piss out of the all the other uh, tank powers during World War II, but conspicuously not having any Japanese tanks anywhere else. So when they brought them out in the movie and they were just as terrible as they were in the war, like <laughs> it, it made me very happy. I'm like, okay, good. They're taking the, you know, they're taking the piss out of their own tanks as well. Um, but yeah, so they so they're, uh, Orai and Chihatan are, uh, surrounding St. Gloriana 
And uh, again, this is where they, you know, uh, kind of make fun of their own um, tank tactics back in the day because the Chihatan girls uh, decide to charge in just like and break the encirclement that, you know, Miho and everyone else had kind of worked for um, to <laughs> to engage the enemy, in, you know, glorious combat. And like when one falls, they have that whole um if we don't charge in, we'll besmirch our honor and all that kind of, you know, the, the whole... <laughs> yeah. the, They're just all kamikaze. Yeah, then. yeah. The, 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 the uh, kind of... That very World War II Japanese misappropriation of, of uh, you know, <laughs> the, the Bushido code and all that stuff. Oh. Um, so, yeah. And the girls even act like, you know, like they'll even say like, God. oh, but my honor, et cetera, et cetera. Um, Infuriating. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and see, this was this is the thing that's kind of unfair to me. So it was Orai and Chihatan, like two very weak schools in terms of what tanks they have, versus Saint Gloriana, Great Britain, and uh, Pravda. and Pravda, <laughs> Russia. Who, like, if you're going to argue for a another country, like for a country that like maybe was better tank wise than germany russia 100 percent takes that number two maybe even that number one spot um like hands down so it's like two major superpowers with these amazing tanks against like nothing and <laughs> and like it's amazing that like uh miho is able to to even encircle one of them but like the the breaking of the encirclement like it's the rest of the fight becomes Miho just kind of trying to, um, uh, I guess, kind of pick up the pieces, and eventually it becomes, uh, "Hey, I found your your flag tank, and you know we're gonna have that shootout where whoever's flag tank dies first is the winner." And um, for the second time, Orai uh, loses to Saint Glorianus. So <laughs> they're Krypton, uh, yeah, zero and two, um, and then we get a. a f- we get a fun scene of them all, what do you call it, in the hot springs thing, going over their their victory slash loss, and because it was an exhibition, you know, talking about it and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the girls from Orai go back to their ship to find out, oh no, uh, verbal contracts are not actually binding, and we are closing down your school because fuck you. That's why. Um, yeah, really, no reason. <laughs> Uh, no reason. Just, this guy's a dick. Um and so they're they're until they can find like new schools are kind of consigned to to um multiple kind of abandoned like I say multiple because there was more to the school than just the Senshido Club, but <clears throat> like so the school is split up to multiple like abandoned schools like on land. Mm-hmm. How weird is that? You know, school on land. They actually, they actually do talk about that. <laughs> but all the Senshido girls um, uh, wind up at the same like old um, uh, abandoned schoolhouse. And uh, <laughs> before that, yes, uh, what we were talking about, yes. uh, the Saunders girls. Uh, in order that, in order for, uh, in order for them to not lose their tanks to the state, who is going to be taking over. Uh, the school um the the girls squirrel away their their uh their tanks on the saunders giant ass plane i forget what it's called something something galaxy c5 
There you go. Um, <laughs> uh, and they file their tanks as missing. So when they get to their their new home in, you know, the middle of bumfuck nowhere, uh, the, the Saunders girls <laughs> collide their plane over a bridge and just drop the tanks off in the middle of like, um, I mean, like they, like they, highway they, they, they parachute them, but still those, yeah. those tanks yeah. aren't hitting the ground light. And like the pavement is fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's like completely destroyed. Nobody notices the tank or the 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 giant fucking plane flying into um uh, international airspace with probably not a whole lot of permission. Are there nations anymore? I that's a that's a fantastic question. <laughs> um yeah, so all the girls get their tanks and they they practice and um uh the student council president like um she uh her name's anzu right i want to say um um anzu yeah the of aura yeah yeah she so she she goes around like trying to garner support for you know not closing the school down um and of course like the senchido people are like what you why would you close down the school of our champion like and apparently senchido is like getting a pro league pretty soon so there's like a lot of political jargon back and forth um and the like eventually the the corporate asshole is kind of given like an ultimatum he's like you you can't shut the school down and eventually he just kind of like kind of like how he did with them the first time he's like like well if they were to beat a college team then i guess (laughs) and (laughs) At this point, Anzu like drops a paper down in front of him, and it's like, "All right, I want that shit down in writing. If we can yeah. beat a college level, you know, Senchido team, you know, we get to keep our school." And thus, the stage is set. Um, uh, do you mind if I go for bring it. up? Uh, probably one of my favorite scenes from the movie actually happens just before that with uh, the kind of flashback between Miho and Maho when they're kids. Mm. Uh, it's like really sweet because like, I think early on we can tell that Maho doesn't really hold much against Miho. It's just all no. their mom. And like, yeah. it's just really great to see their kind of what their relationship was like. And uh, I thought the character animations especially were just on point in that short little flashback section. Just really sweet. Yeah. She, she goes back to um, the Nishizumi school uh, because she needs her mom's stamp. Um, yeah, that's right. Because, yeah. uh, like, you know, in order to transfer schools and stuff like that, and and she goes over, and you know, the mom. It's not even that the mom won't have anything to do with her. It's that the girls. I mean, maybe she won't, but like, we're she's never really given a chance. She just like she comes over to the house, and they completely avoid her. Like uh, the yeah, the, uh, Miho comes over to the house, and they completely avoid her. Going so like Maho going so far as to to you know procure her stamp and uh and use it herself um but yeah we do get to in the movie too we get a lot of scenes where apparently if you're part of any kind of senshido you're 100 percent allowed to drive a tank around just anywhere <laughs> yeah because you see the girls as little girls too like you said in that flashback moment driving a tank just down the road um and uh before that uh the the uh, mallard team which is the um uh, Hall monitors 
are kind mm-hmm. of having a crisis of con- or crisis of cri- <laughs> identity crisis, um, not being able to monitor a hall. So they kind of become delinquents <laughs> and they just drive their tank to the to the uh, convenience store hang out, for ice cream. Hang out in the uh, in the rabbit hutch eating carrots. <laughs> <laughs> that too. <laughs> Fantastic. Oh, God. That, that shouldn't have made me as happy as it did, but it did. Yeah. Um, not that I hate those characters. I actually really like them. But no. They, their, yeah. their character change was really funny. Um, yeah. So, but going back, um, you know, uh, Orai now has to face a college level team. Uh, the college level team, though, is uh, headed up by a protege who like skipped high school or skipped grades in high school, something like that, to go to college yeah. uh, named Alice Shimada, who is part of the Shimada um, school of Senshido, which is, uh, you know, of course, a rival to the Nishizumi school of Senshido. Um, <laughs> so with kind of like all that on the line and the fact that i mean i hope i'd like to hope that also because her daughter is you know fighting for her school uh but probably more because the whole nishizumi honor things on the line uh miho and maho's mom uh you know helps out in getting uh you know securing the match between uh this college team uh which is mm-hmm. um the All-Stars University team, which is just really on the nose. <laughs> also, um, they're supposed to be the United Nations, which is fun. Oh. Yeah. So also during that whole kind of like driving around in tanks thing is when we first meet Alice because the girls, because Miho specifically sees an advertisement for, I, what was his name? It's just Foco, called the Punchy. Land. The Punchy Foco, yeah, Museum. Punchy. Yeah. The Punchy Museum. <laughs> and yeah she makes the entire group take this detour to the most dilapidated like amusement park thing theme yeah. park yeah <laughs> i've ever seen amusement uh, is a word this... for it <laughs> yeah I-, I would be amused <laughs> yeah miho was amused the, uh, uh-huh um like the the main draw is punchy who is a teddy bear kind of like wrapped in bandages and stuff who just like repeatedly gets the shit beat out of him well gets the shit beat um, out of him because he's a boisterous little shit who always ink like who always provokes fight and then gets his ass kicked. Sure. <laughs> yeah <laughs> and you gotta root for and him you, have to you can only do it with your support <laughs> but then even after you root for him he still gets his ass because, him. yeah <laughs> it is the weirdest funniest mascot character ever i love him uh-huh. Oh yeah. god. And so yeah, that's where they meet Alice because she's there at the same time and Miho lets her have like this limited edition plushie or whatever. Yeah. She's she's also um, a punchy we, fan. Yeah, and we come to find out that Alice's reason for willingly participating in this uh match against Orai is so that she can save the punchy museum from being shut down. Yeah, she wants uh, to become a patron of the the punchy museum. Yeah, yeah, the a sponsor. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so they're given uh, this kind of ultimatum, and they, they, you know, the some of them have been training, kind of over this these past, I don't know, weeks or however long it's been. Oh my god! Yeah, the the nerd. Team, yeah, yeah. They've actually they just become super ripped, <laughs> like lift loading up. of the cell seed was. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it was pretty great. L- loading loading a tank with one hand, like one what like 
just palming a fucking a tank shell, lifting it up and punching it in. That is that is like man mode levels. <laughs> fucking anyway, <laughs> uh, but the college teams are much much bigger, and uh-huh. the um the match is set up instead of like a you know a kind of like a sudden death thing where you could win the entire match just by destroying their flag tank. It's like an annihilation match where you have to destroy every single other tank. And they get 30 tanks. Yeah. Uh, Same number. So on the day of the match, uh, Miho is uh, pretty understandably vexed and kind of just like even like on the way to like shake hands is just kind of trying to figure out how the fuck she's going to make her excuse me tiny number of tanks work against you know a college team uh and that's when all of the other schools um show up (laughs) under the guy or in ori high school uniforms claiming to be part of ori high school and lend some tanks to them so uh, we get girls from uh, Pravda. Uh, we get girls from Saint Gloriana. Uh, we get girls. Saunders. We get girls from Saunders. We get girls from Kuromoromine. and we get one fucking tank from Anzio. They and they didn't even bring their heavy tank, which was like their pride joy. <laughs> yeah. They brought Caro Veloce. <laughs> they bring the little, which which is. Amazing in what it's able to do. <laughs> yeah, it's Still, pretty incredible. One tank for um, three also girls. Don't for, yeah, don't forget about the one tank from the Finnish school, Jack Jack Kosota High School, well, we, and um, and we also get the Chiatan. Yeah, the, the oh, Chiatan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. and and uh, listener, especially listeners who you know you you've never seen the show and you just like spoiler cast. Um, if you're asking. Well, how do you know they're a Finnish school? Uh, the internet. Uh, how do you know what their school's name is? Uh, internet. Because they I think will. They mentioned it twice. Do they really? Yeah. I wouldn't have it written yeah, down do. if I had to look it up. Oh, I, see. <laughs> I, I. And it's also like, it's super obvious just based on color schemes and what <laughs> the kind of stuff that they have around them. Like Mika, the main girl for the, uh, the Finnish school, carries around what's called a Kantele. Which is like a stringed instrument that yeah uh, okay it, that very, is uh, that is notable if you know anything about Finland. Sure, the only thing sure. I know about Finland is that they're really really good at winter war, and they killed uh, a lot of Soviets. That's uh, it. <laughs> so I see. Okay, yeah. well that the color scheme then. <laughs> sure, <laughs> blue and white. Uh, couldn't be anyone else. Couldn't be. Couldn't be anyone else. Um. <laughs> But yeah, uh, so with their kind of confederation of of different uh, tank schools, uh, they go up against um, this university team, uh, which has a whole bunch of uh, really strong, really strong tanks from uh, I want to say like late forties, early fifties. Like the, that's where these tanks are. That's why they're you know notably stronger in many cases than the other uh, other tanks because the other tanks you know come from like just after world war one to world war two um uh but they start out the fight and they have like this loose idea of what they want to do about taking this this hilltop and stuff like that and and then it's revealed that uh the college team was allowed a 
<laughs> like a fucking uh i don't know how to put it like an orbital it's cannon. like a stationary tank almost the, the damn thing fires like mini nukes i mean they're not really but like the, the the explosive cloud that the animator gives to these things they might as well be um, yeah, i wish i wrote down the uh caliber i think they mentioned the caliber of the i mean basically missiles this thing was shooting out yeah this freaking guy really wants to close the school yeah for <laughs> some reason <laughs> because because this thing like <laughs> it, it it is let's see here it's called a carl I can't pronounce that A because it's got the weird thing over it. Thank you, Germany. Um, Carl's Jr. <laughs> Carl. You yeah. always link it to me. Oh, can you speak German? I took three years of it. He's, yep. One second. Carl uh, Grat. There you go. Carl Grat. Heavy mortar. It's even called a mortar. That's not a tank. Anyway. But it's, <laughs> it's considered technically a tank. Um, and yeah, it, it shoots just massive uh, um, shells and um, specifically at at uh, uh, the allied tanks or just called the Ori tanks um, who are trying to take this hill. So while they're, you know, trying to be stationary and um, shoot down at the the all stars team. um they're just getting pounded from above by this uh, this heavy mortar, um, which leads to, you know, a need to get rid of the heavy mortar tank. Actually, at, so before that, before I even get into that, like everything kind of starts to fall apart with that. Um, the Katusha loses, loses uh, a lot of her tanks uh, pretty early on, uh, as does Kay, um, the American girl. Um I think who else? We don't really lose a whole lot of main characters just yet, like main teams. But yeah, like we do lose, you know, some of the bigger names from uh, some of the other schools because stuff just starts to fall apart pretty early on due to this big tank. Um, but yeah, uh, eventually that does prompt the need to get rid of the tank, and and um, you kind of start to see the the uh, the use of uh, Anzio's small little um tank in that it's used for reconnaissance and they find the uh Karl Garat heavy mortar and all the tanks surrounding it and together with oh god it was the duck team and the uh the duck team the turtle team and the finnish tank uh they're able to uh, conduct one of probably the most fun um, scenes in the movie. Yeah, I think uh, I think uh, anchovies tank was there as well. Yeah. Oh, I, that's what he's uh, talking yeah, about. I said t- together oh, okay, with. Okay. So, yeah. Sorry. Sorry. So sorry. Um, so yeah, it's one of my favorite yeah. scenes. <laughs> so we we get uh, the playing of that instrument. Uh, what was it called again? The uh, uh, Contelli. There it is, fella. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, Mika, the the captain of the the Finnish team, uh, starts playing uh, this little like folk song on her uh, kantele, and and to the music, all the girls are are you know uh, fighting the tanks uh, that surround the the heavy mortar, and uh, eventually, 
the <laughs> with the help of let me think it goes the duck team launches the car what was it called car carpache or the carpaccio uh caro caro veloce oh caro yeah, yeah caro they veloce. launch they <laughs> launch the veloce and it shoots at the the heavy mortar to no effect because again this thing is anti-infantry it doesn't even have a big gun um but because they land upside down they start spinning their tracks Oh, because they land like they land upside down, and because they're promised pasta, they start spinning their tracks, <laughs> and they launch the the duck or they launch the the turtle team, uh, to a point where when they're coming down, they're able to fire their big gun directly into the mortar and blow it up. Hmm. Um, all the while, uh, again the Jatkos uh, uh, Jatkos. I'm just gonna say the Finnish team yeah. uh, are. <laughs> are fighting um like the the tanks that are supposed to be protecting it uh first with treads then without treads then without half of their wheels <laughs> because fuck <laughs> it i'm not going to go into much more detail than that it's a fantastic yeah. scene and even if you don't watch the movie you can probably find this scene somewhere and watch it because it is great um as a matter of fact, you can watch this this scene on YouTube uh, where a guy's well, you're gonna have to see, watch a guy in the foreground and he's he actually plays the Cantelli. It's fantastic. Um it is fantastic. But yeah. Uh so they, you know, having successfully taken out the uh, one of the biggest threats, um, they move to, you know, engage the uh the all stars team again. Uh if I remember correctly, this is the point where they move into the city um, and uh, they're expecting an attack from one side uh, because because uh, Anchovy uh, and, you know, her friends are, are have been like doing reconnaissance on the uh, roller coaster tracks of this old abandoned roller coaster because that would 100% hold up a mini tank. Uh, and hmm. spoiler alert this is one of the strongest tracks in history because it holds up a tank tank too anyway uh, <laughs> um i don't i don't know i don't think uh, anchovy was giving reconnaissance at that point because city? that was yeah that, that, that's how I, they knew, that's the how they knew city. the or it was like a city slash amusement park uh, were they one and the same were they not two different venues well yeah they were one and the same oh okay or at least they were close enough to each other because like when they're they're giving reconnaissance at one point uh and they're they're looking to then they see an attack coming from one side so all the girls kind of stack up on one side um but it turns out that was a smoke screen that they were used that they were making mm -hmm. look like you know a dust cloud coming from multiple tanks and they come from the other side of the town that's when they encircle them uh in that like I don't know. Yeah, I think it's all just like a big amusement park because there's like a wall okay. that kind of surrounds like the area. Yeah, it's just kind of this big encompassed gotcha. amusement park area. And then they—that's uh, when the Usagi team has their little moment where, uh, in order to break the encirclement, they shoot a Ferris wheel <laughs> off its hinges, which is a lot easier than it looks apparently, or than I thought it would be apparently. And they just kind of let it let uh, gravity and momentum roll it around the other tanks and it you know breaks the encirclement uh of the old eye girls and allows them to escape uh meanwhile the the, the chihatan girls actually have 
like little moments of uh with the duck team have little moments of um uh, of actual usefulness where they become like gorillas uh with their little gorilla tactics like waiting for for tanks to go by so they can shoot out their treads because their tanks are really really small like the weird uh duck head i don't know like <laughs> oh, covers yeah, yeah, yeah. they put on their yeah. tanks that popped every time they fired <laughs> and then like in the next scene they'd have it back on yeah i don't know how many of those duck heads they had anyway uh but yeah so it, it kind of becomes like uh almost like a battle of attrition in the city because you know the ori girls have lost so much uh that they kind of have to uh and a lot of their old tactics kind of come back like the whole uh like hiding in different places to you know shoot like we were talking about with the chiaton girls um the hippopotamus team has one of my absolute favorite um strategies where they they put up uh, a thing in front of them to make themselves look like things oh, like yeah. uh like vending machines and like stuff like that machine, yeah. yeah they're they're eventually caught because of this but i think it's like a good three tanks they take out with that with that uh uh-huh. that trick um so yeah battle of attrition in the city or the city slash mostly amusement park because towards the end i think they're mostly fighting just in the amusement park side of it um but i very similar ending to the ending of the show i'm trying to think if there's anything major i missed if there is please let me know um i do know that there's like a big bit in like a maze um which is a lot of fun this is where the all-stars girls find out that the anzio uh tank has been spying because they're like how the hell do they know where to shoot us at at this in this you know this hedge maze um which they're just driving through instead of driving over yeah. the hedges they they drive through the maze <laughs> like being very polite about not fucking up the hedge maze despite the rest of the park being in shambles anyway <laughs> eventually just kind of comes down to like miho and maho's tanks against three of the uh i think that's kind of when like a lot of the chase was was just 2v3 yeah towards I the mean, end we, we do get like some some interesting like little side battles like the um oh god uh the saint gloriana girls uh have in this fight one crusader tank which uh, i i like the fact that they added uh her tank in because it's like one of the fastest tanks um from that period and like like there was an interesting battle with with one of the uh, all-stars girls and all that kind of stuff but yeah and, and like right up until the end, it's just um, or right up at the end, it's just Miho and Maho versus uh, three of the All Stars girls, and then of course, uh, because we don't really know the other girls' names, it becomes Miho and Maho versus Alice. Um, yeah, and which is just an outstanding fight. Again, this is this is the end of Girls in Ponzer. Like that fight, it looks a lot like it and acts a lot like it, but with the benefit of movie money. So it, it looks really, really good. <laughs> also, there's like no dialogue going on too. It's just like, yeah, it's kind it's of intense. Pure battle. Everyone's focusing well, you, you kind see, of stuff. You, you see their, their mouths move, uh, but like, you don't hear anything. Like you can, you can see Miho like holding her throat mic and giving orders. Um, mm-hmm. But you, you don't hear anything, which I appreciate because it's just like, you know, you're, you're sucked into the action and the action is really all that matters. Um, but yeah, so Miho Maho versus Alice. Um, I don't want to give away how exactly the battle goes because, like, sure. like 
You know it's how cool. it's going to end, but I would like, especially Chuck, to see how it ends because it's fantastic. I like I like the strategy Miho and Maho go with <coughs> to end that battle. Um, because again, there's there's no flag tank thing, so they don't really have to worry about ruining a flag tank or whatever. But yeah, so they end up uh, winning the Ori Coalition which is what I should have called it from the beginning. And now <laughs> it's too late. Anyway, um, they end up winning and now they have, you know, in writing that their school uh, is saved and uh, they move back to their ship. Um, yeah. Alice comes and, you know, like gives them the, you know, the old handshake and, you know, good game type of thing. Um, however, we do see at the very end that because, you know, it was her dream to, you know, her her reward was going to be her mom was going to let her sponsor the the punchy museum. So uh-huh. either either Miho did it, was able to convince her mom to do it or maybe Maho or maybe what do you call it? Alice's mom is just more of a softy because I think Alice's mom is more of a softy because we, we get like. Uh, scenes at the end of the movie of of the restored and like renewed punchy museum which like i'm i'm still convinced just no one's going to go to except for miho and alice (laughs) that's fine but yeah that is that is the end of the movie the the school is saved but yet there's more movies to come so i'm wondering where they're going with that yeah it's called that's interesting to see so yeah, six part or six film finale. series. Yeah. It's yeah. like it's like saying Final Fantasy, like what are we at this point? Final Fantasy fifteen. It's like all right, yeah. when is it finally sure. going to be final? Anyway. Never. <laughs> Hopefully. Eventually they'll go back in time because this is I'm convinced this is our this is the future we have to look forward to. Um where, you know, only girls matter and they all go to all girls schools and they play all kind of cute sports and do all kind of cute things. And they're going to go back in time and actually fight in the battles of, you know, the past with World <laughs> War II and, and oh, no. use these tactics to save, uh, save our future. See, it's actually a time travel anime. They all speak, no. they all speak Japanese though. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's what happens. They go back and they change the events of the past. Well, that's not good. Which is why we're seeing... <laughs> That's, that's why we're seeing this future that we see in the anime because they go back to the past and and change them. <laughs> uh, uh, hey, hey, just just go with it, guys. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, you're asking a guy whose favorite team is the History Nerd Girls to just go. <laughs> <laughs> so actually, I mean, the Japanese in World War II were totally misunderstood. They really just wanted to, you know, cover the world in Moe. I'm just going to, I'm going to throw something at you in the next episode. <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, so that that's all the girls in Ponzer we saw, which again, uh, fantastic little, little yarn about cute girls doing incredibly dangerous things. Um, <laughs> things that would normally in any other world where physics and you know everything else worked um, would be incredibly dangerous but here uh, every time a ship is taken out of commission despite the fact that there's sometimes a fire within that tank um, everyone is always miraculously okay which I'm okay and with and the flag comes out 
in very odd places. Yeah, yeah. I I have to know how many of those flags are on that tank, and if and ever there's been a malfunction where just all the flags came out at once. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. There's like a weird gyroscope inside where they have to be shoot upwards. Even though that's not always the case either. Just most of the time they shoot up, but. So uh, as we kind of yeah. move into our overall kind of analysis of the things we liked, things we didn't like, I'm kind of curious because you mentioned cute girls doing incredibly dangerous things. But this anime on the surface kind of has the feeling of a cute girls doing tank things or cute girls doing cute things style anime. But I feel in my opinion and most other people's opinions that it did, it, it's strangely and maybe not so strangely, but it's so much more enjoyable than one of the run-of-the-mill cute girls doing cute things animes. So I'm curious what you guys think are some of the reasons why it succeeds so fantastically at what it does. <laughs> mm. um, I think it's just different than anything else um, I've ever seen before. And it commits to what makes it different um in these battles mm -hmm. especially using kind of 3d animation yeah uh for a lot of it it's just different and refreshing so i mean kind um, of it's a it's a sports it. anime right i mean it's a cute girl sports yeah. anime but the sport yeah, yeah, yeah. they're playing is extremely unique <laughs> <laughs> um, it doesn't exist actually right. as far as i'm aware <laughs> no you you'd be hard pressed to find a country outside of the third world who'd be willing to do this um yeah, I, th I think that's, yeah, just not just that it's different, though, but like, I don't know, despite that, like, you know, it, it's nice that they don't get hurt because, you know, if you're a fan of cute girls doing cute things, you don't want your cute girls getting hurt. But it's also like an interestingly, like kind of tense situation that they're they're put in. Um, mm -hmm. And especially with the last battles of the series and the movie, like, in the back of your head, you can probably think, you know, oh, they're going to win this one. This is, you know, this is one of those kind of shows. But, like, it sucks you into the moment so well that you're not really thinking about it. Like, with the with the Pravda Saunders uh, Anzio fight, um, like, I was, you know, very clearly thinking, oh, they're going to win this one. But with the last two fights, and well, the St. Gloriana ones kind of surprised me um the first time i watched it not really though uh but the the last two fights it wasn't that i'm surprised by the ending it's that i'm so engaged in it that i don't care mm. that you know that the ending is is fairly predictable um that i i'm so enthralled in in the animation and, and how everything looks and um you know at this point i'm very invested that uh yeah i, I just don't care so see and, and I think that that's kind of where a lot, you know, you've got good animation in the show, but I think a lot of cute girl doing cute thing stuff is so, sh it's really shallow. I mean, we're just talking about cute girls doing things that are cute or doing something really cute. This show obviously had some pretty serious history nerds behind it, or the writer of the show was a pretty big history nerd, but in a way that was not wanting to take it seriously. Like I, I can almost kind of put myself in the thought of this guy or a girl or whoever it was that wrote the show. Um, like I really like history, but I also want to sell figures and create a cute <laughs> anime. <laughs> so let me 
let me just do history in the least serious way possible. Let's take a like very serious part of history and and do something really cute with it. <laughs> um, and I think he really succeeded in a very funny, enjoyable, fantastic way. I mean, the show's got a, a lot of really good humor. Um, it has interesting hints of serious moments as well as some pretty tense moments, but it never takes itself too seriously. It never goes too far with the drama. It never gets itself too deep in anything extremely serious. It always kind of does things with a humor, you know, you know, painted on top of it. Um, Mm -hmm. Of course, you've got cute Moe girls along the way. So (laughs) never, never a bad thing in that way. But uh, I I think it just is kind of an interesting culmination of a lot of things all thrown together in a very unique manner that makes the show probably one that we'll never see the likes of again. So, uh, I, yeah. So that's my, yeah. Your two cents, two cents or <laughs> three cents. Maybe. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Going back to what you said. Yeah. Whoever, like aside from, from like, I, you know, I, I've gone over the, um, uh, the like you you said the whoever wrote it is very clearly you know uh a, a history buff but it's like not only the like their tanks and stuff like that but the mentality of how each school approaches tank combat um and then there's like a whole lot of like little subtle digs uh like at one point uh uh the one of the saunders girls like when she's you know i think like i don't think they ask her to surrender but like at some point she says nuts to like a situation and like that was actually <laughs> like the, during the Battle of the Bulge. I forget which commander it was. Was asked by the Nazi commander to surrender, and he sent him a one-word response that was nuts. I'm like those little things, like little tiny things that he puts in. That I'm just like, you absolutely are humongous fucking history nerd. Yeah, um, and but- see, only <laughs> people who really know that stuff would appreciate it because someone like me, that's completely lost on. But someone like you, who is a history buff, I mean, it's so cool that they put those little Easter eggs in there. Um, and then there's some obvious stuff too with the history group that you like a lot. I mean, I don't know what they were talking about, but there's a moment there where they like have to turn and like give their, you know, regards in one direction or something. And when they're, I mean, I don't know, there's like little things that I know are referencing things that I just don't know what it is. And you can tell this guy really, uh, appreciates history. It's not just like the, like, I think what I like too is that the director, like everyone, like, like, well, whoever wrote it, um, and then the director, everybody was kind of in on it because, like, Saunders' song for the show is Battle Hymn of the Republic. Um, and even that song that they cut out uh, for for the Russian or for Pravda's, you know, is a like a Russian marching song from from specifically from World War II. So it's just there's there's a lot in in it to love for that. And then on top of that, it's a instead of making this like a um, like a sports show in the vein of like, you know, uh, like guy characters giving it their all. And, you know, like the melodrama that can come with that. It's a, it's in the guise of a, (laughs) of a Moe show. So it's, it's two sides that like, kind of like a, you know, uh, chocolate and peanut butter thing. Like you don't really know they work together until you have them together. That kind of thing. (laughs) Um, And they should like, when you think, well, Okay, with chocolate and peanut butter, that makes sense, like even conceptually. But like something that like conceptually you think about it and you're like, well, that sounds 
kind of silly or dumb and then you get them together and then it's like oh that works out quite well um so yeah i, I don't know uh i will say uh i think i like it more for the historical side of it but i do very much appreciate it for the the uh the cute girls side of it as well especially when the, the cute girls are historians so <laughs> <laughs> it certainly helps um i just i love the show for the pure spectacle of it um sure it doesn't make sense like none of, none of this show actually makes any sense there's whatsoever. so much suspension but, of disbelief in the show <laughs> yeah but it just doesn't matter because i just have so much fun watching what they do um and yeah i don't know i don't think it's for everyone but i will i absolutely i love will it. say it i the complaint that i think i have the most with this show is that it's 12 episodes and i think it could have gone longer yeah um not that like i think it's bad at 12 i just think that more could have been fleshed out with more episodes sure um like we didn't need we didn't need info dump ova even though info dump lva was pretty interesting and we did get a fun we did get a fun look at an onsen they have at the very app yeah at the back of the show nobody goes to anyway um well see i think i'm like totally okay without info dump ova like i'm okay not knowing all of the details of the world because i just don't think it's really important for what they're trying to do with with the show but i mean it could have made it more more interesting and fleshed out the world a little bit though i don't know i i think i think battles could have been a little bit bit like bigger as well yeah eric what'd you like about it uh i think the strongest suit by far for me is the tank combat. I uh, don't obviously don't see many tank tanks in anime in general are not terribly common. Uh, so like being able to see all the different tactics and approaches that everyone takes where you can really see uh, the differences in skills and, and uh, knowledge of the terrain and all the other neat stuff that they throw in. Uh, I think, really shine uh in comparison to the rest of the series <laughs> uh like i i'm i most yeah the uh i think that was for sure is just 100 percent my takeaway yeah i know you're the one here who probably likes this show the least so i'll let you go ahead with uh, what you didn't like about it, so we can berate you relentlessly. Okay. Uh, <laughs> first up, uh, I'm not a big fan of the character designs. Let's start there. Mm. Just just a simple. It's they're not to my my taste. Uh, and then from there, I'm not a big fan of the characters. Like, we just don't have time with them. They're largely just kind of like they have their one note quirk. They have their trope. And they're, you know, they're all part of the team and like they, they kind of bounce off each other in that way. But I really don't feel like any of the characters have tremendous amount of depth or story to them. Like Miho is probably default my favorite character just because she is the one who actually feels like she has multiple facets to her. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's something that could have come with maybe a 24 episode runtime instead of yeah, 12. Yeah, like you could have had the same amount of fights. Like you you have like the same tournament be the 24 episodes. 
that you give more time between the episode between the fight like you just give yourself some more time between them to kind of build more uh time spend more time with the characters flesh them out more have more interactions with each other like across teams or like across tanks even it's like i don't mm-hmm. there's like the show starts off with saying 21 girls signed up for Senshido and i just don't know like most yeah. of them see my concern with that though is one of the things i like about the show is how little it doesn't take itself seriously it doesn't go too deep into the backstories of them and the drama of of some of their you know things with that obviously went on and i wonder if it would start to drag and start to feel a little bit too serious if they dug too far into these girls and their their life stories that would just be my concern. I, I definitely hear you, but I, and I think it would have maybe, I don't know that I ever well, at any point is, though felt like I didn't care about them though. You know, and even though I didn't is, know a lot about there's them. There's no, I, I never really felt the stakes, I guess, because like the motivation, like, yes, the motivation is to, I guess, save the school, but even then we don't learn that till Pravda. Uh, you know, Miho was strong armed into doing this, like largely yeah. against her will. Uh-huh. Uh, they're all kind of sold on. They're kind of all half bribed in uh, joining because the president offers like this large suite of benefits of joining Senshido. Um, like all the, the excuse absences, like the triple credits, like all these other kind of uh, incentives to join. Um, that it just kind of, I, I kind of just never really felt like I did care, and if they won or lost, because if I don't know the characters, I don't know why they're doing it. Like it might be fun, but it's it's again, I I love all the fights, but I don't know why they're fighting. Yeah, I think that's fair. It, I, I really can't I really say. lose out on a lot of of that. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, I agree with with what Jeff said before. Like, I I can agree that like, especially with 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 main characters like Hana, maybe more with Yukuri. Like, yeah, more more fleshing out of their story. But like, every character, not every high school kid is has a massive backstory, and I don't need to know it, even if they do have any kind no, of backstory. I, I don't need like the entire Usagi story. Like Usagi team do not need to know their motivation. Not at all. I know. Like, I don't need to know that per se i just i I want (laughs) i just didn't feel like their characters Mm. in some cases i i also think i i almost agree with you in that i guess i didn't care at the end of the day if they lost or won the battle it was kind of just fun to watch (laughs) you know it's like yeah i guess i can't really say that i was really like oh god i'm gonna this is gonna be tragic if they lose this this battle I, i guess i don't really care if their school closes um but yeah throughout throughout it it was still fun to watch i'm glad they won because they got to keep fighting right (laughs) sure but it's like i don't even like what does closing the school even mean i guess they all go to another school but it's i also had really hard time uh suspending i don't know like you said earlier but i I had a lot of trouble suspending my disbelief with the anime because i think when i kind of self-analyzed this I think it's because there's like a lot of care put into like a lot of the fights and like a lot of like realism mixed in with the 
craziness and like there's like just enough realism in it it throws me off when something <sighs> like the one that really bothered is it just even like the shells used like they're strong enough to penetrate this armor but like no one's ever in danger they talk about like girls getting injured and stuff but it, like it's the stuff gets mentioned yeah but there's like lack of concern like uh-huh. no one wears helmets uh there's like even in the exhibition match in like episode one or two just within ori and miho's team like they're on the bridge it's like this wooden bridge and everyone else shoots shells at it well if the bridge falls into the ravine uh, the tank falls in the ravine like something serious is going to happen and it's just i can never get past that it's like if you don't want me to think they're not in a dangerous situation at least make me think there's like some effort put into safety like can you imagine the show would have been a completely different show if in like the first battle someone dies wear a helmet <laughs> bare minimum just wear helmets helmet okay <laughs> So that's something it's, it's, yeah. I, I know but no. it's, I, I it's have something. to disagree because like if they start wearing helmets and stuff like that that raises the stakes you really have to have that silliness there you really do because if they have if like if they start going into into safety that changes the whole course of the show it stops being a fun little like oh look at these tank battles that you know are ostensibly a sport and then it's sometimes like, they use high explosive shells for like non combat stuff, but and like that's what if uh I think it was in the movie when uh they're going up the mountain, and I think the uh the college team like they're using like, high explosive shells to shell the mountain to kind of like kick up like a bunch of smoke or something a bunch they, of dirt no, they use high well, explosive shells like with the fucking the like the track mortar like that is a humongous gun i know no but like there's like other stuff well, like, if it just happened like are they all so accurate that they won't yeah they're intensely shooting around them to like hit the terrain but what if there's a tank there it's like it's part of me kind of wonders <laughs> it's like if they said at some point like yeah we don't use actual like the the shells we use just explode into a bunch of powder to make it look like it's an explosive, but it's not really dangerous. Like if they said that, I wonder if it would take away from the silliness of the show because it's like they're thinking too much about it. They should just say, yeah, these are explosives. They're blowing up. Um, I, I feel like that's what they were going for with the show. I kind of see what you're saying, but at the same time, I feel like it fits with the theme of the show that we just we learn in the first battle that we just shouldn't really worry that they're going to be an actual danger. <laughs> um well, a part of Miho's whole thing is that, like, one of her team, like, she did, she dropped out of Senshido because, uh, in part, because she had a teammate, like, went the river and, like, they're potentially going to drown. Mm. Like, that's, that's the whole, like, reason why Miho stopped. Well, and that's the reason why Miho's mom mm, was mad at her, no. was because, like, her teammates could have got out there, out of there. And instead, she abandoned her flag tank and let herself, or let let her team lose, like let her team down over what what they could what they see as. I don't think they would see. At least I would hope. And again, this is all suspension of disbelief. But I don't think that they would be like, yeah, of course, let children die so that you win a tank <laughs> tournament. Like nobody would say that. Nobody would be like, 
like, oh, you're at a water polo tournament and that guy got a cramp. Well, why the hell would you dive back down there and, you know, save him? Let him die so you could score, you know, so you could score a goal. Like, nobody says that. So The Germans with the Nazi flag totally would do you that. You really have to, you really, really have to just be like, okay, this is the world I live in with this kind of show. I mean, you don't have to. You can do whatever you want. But, uh, like... I think to get like the most out of this kind of show, like that's kind of what you would have to do, especially since, again, they are using high explosive shells. And with the way shrapnel works, Miho hanging outside the outside of the tank all the damn time. Not the best idea, but she does it anyway. Um, I don't know. Yeah, there's a certain uh, there's a certain kind of Moe armor that these characters all have. Nothing bad's going to happen to them. Like I don't want anything bad to happen to them. Like I, I just, uh, I had too much of a uh, I could just never never close the gap, I guess, between like the silliness and like the stuff that looks serious. Fair enough. Yeah, I think I think that that's. I mean, that's valid, and I think that it's a matter of if you walk into the show and you just aren't able to. Again, this is true for any show you have to suspend your disbelief with. If if you just aren't able to do that and it sets that tone, you're just not going to enjoy the show as much as someone who really just doesn't take it seriously and just walks in with the different mindset. And this is true for so many shows, you know, it's like there's, there's plenty of shows that I can suspend my disbelief for. I mean, Logan and I just saw Premiere last night. It's a mm. absolutely ridiculous movie. You know, it's an interesting but, it's this would be an interesting podcast topic to actually do some research on to figure out what it is about certain shows that make you suspend your disbelief and in what the tick is because there's shows like for example Clockwork Planet. If that show if I was able to just not take it so seriously, maybe I wouldn't have hated it as much as I did. <laughs> it's like it's such a thing that can make can ruin or make a show for you and I I really would be curious to dive into that someday. I mean, the one comparison I kind of thought of was with uh Concole. Mm. you have these girls they're like skating around on the water with hand cannons shooting at the abyssals well there's nothing about that that seems real while in girls and panzer they're all driving around in like real tanks so like i can suspend my disbelief for Concole, mm. but i can't do it for girls and panzer Gosh, Kankole is like it's 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 an interesting parallel, but at the same time, like you do have the ship that sunk in Kankole. That's just yeah. like that really deep moment in that show. That's so odd and offbeat compared to the rest of the show. <laughs> so, so that's kind of the best way I can explain like why I can't yeah do it for Girls and Panzer, even though like the tone is like sillier. There's like enough serious stuff on the like realism realism side in terms of equipment used and uh and like how it's used you know certain scenes notwithstanding um but like a good like 90 percent of the tank combat seems pretty legit to me from like my little knowledge of mm. tank tankery but is there anything um anything that you guys didn't like about the show other than, uh, I mean, well, I mean, is there anything else that you didn't like about the show other than, than some of the basically suspending disbelief kind of, you know, uh, I already, I already went over my, my biggest complaint yeah. was like, 
I think I think it would have benefited from a longer run. But mm-hmm. other than that, no. Yeah, that and maybe like a little more world building. Just a few more, you know, knowledge drops every now and then would have been fun. But yeah, I honestly... Yeah. They're also really complaints. good at repairing their tanks in who knows how short amount of time. Yeah, yeah, that is kind of a weird thing. It's like, man, you're, you're firing off high explosive rounds. It's kind of hard. Like, you know, this has been a show that I've, I've recommended to people in the past where I've said like, oh, it's a show about a, a high school sport where people, cute girls battle in tanks. Um, and they're like, how? <laughs> how does that work? Uh, yeah, how do you how do you blow your your opponent's tanks up and have them not be you know out of commission forever basically oh i i guess two more smallish things uh one uh i felt like too many of the battles ended too similarly with like the two final tanks shooting at each other with one winning a split second for the other mm. uh you could they could find other ways of mixing it up i like the lead up to the like for dramatic purposes, it makes a lot of sense, but I kind of wish there was a little more variance in like doing that multiple times. And um, one thing I kind of wish they took advantage of more is early on they said that all the tanks have like a limited number, like a set number of shells they can use. And it'd been nice if that was if that ever came into play strategically. It's like okay, well we're down to like our last like twenty shells. Or like a tank can't shoot anymore because they ran out, you know, like something. You, you, I think there's a lot you can do there with the amount of depth. I thought there was like when they're explaining some of the rules early on. Hmm. Yeah, that's a um, good point. But it, it just I also thing, remember you know, that there are six more films. Yeah, like I, I, I hope that is something that comes into play because I think that'd be really interesting strategically. Because they can only carry so much ammo. I don't know exactly how tanks store their shells, but yeah. I can't imagine like outside yeah, of the little cockpit area is like a hundred percent just shells in a closet that right. they pull out. <laughs> That's true. They don't take up no space. Did you just say six more movies? So yeah. Oh gosh. Das finale is six movies. Okay, well, but where do the Concola girls keep their shells then? Well, <laughs> I I know what you're saying, but, but I, I said before, like, for Conclay, I was able to suspend it because it seems ridiculous from the get-go because they look silly. Mm. Nothing about, like, the way Conclay works makes any sense. None of it. Okay. I, I'm not going to keep arguing this, but a city and a carrier, that makes... <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't. I can't. Anyway. Uh... So uh, kind of moving on to like how this stacks up to other shows in the genre. I have a hard time thinking of other shows that can be even compared to this show without just saying generic sports show. I mean, it's got kind of the feel of a sports show that goes through a tournament arc. Uh, But I mean, Cancoli is a decent parallel. Is there anything else you guys can think of that kind of mirrors the show and how it would stack up to that? Uh, There was Soft Strike Witches, but is that... It's no, it's some, it's somewhat similar, but I mean, it's not a sport. Strike which is it's about cute a war. girls with military. Um, mm. It's about a war. Kaon. What? I'm just looking at like the recommendations. Oh, <laughs> yeah, Kaon. So we've got. K-on. I don't know that yeah. I. I mean, it's basically the same thing. But instead of tanks, it's a band. 
It's not the same. Thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, Love Live. I said we weren't going to mention Love Live. So. <laughs> oh, it happened. <laughs> actually, it's pretty. It is a pretty funny parallel. I mean, actually. I mean, in in terms of of girls like wanting to save their school for you know dubious reasons mm. and you know that kind of thing. So. They're training. They're going instead of tank battles. They're going and doing shows or Love Live tournaments. Yeah. You know, yeah. Matching up against other idol, I mean, it's I mean, a similar premise. I, I mean, guess. they they get really good in a really short amount of time, and they have a lot of characters. I mean, as much as I love the Love Live girls, they have a lot of characters who are kind of one note. So, mm. yeah. Um. Oh, here's one show that I don't think like anyone has ever watched. Maybe I think Jeff may have watched this one, um, but it's Alcana for Rhythm Across the Blue. Yeah, which is like yeah, like the essentially rollerblading in the sky anime uh, so yeah alcana was and i actually am interested in playing the the visual novel the for visual that novel. Uh, i'm waiting i'm, I'm yeah. excited for jazz to put it. i think jazz is the one that announced that they're releasing that in english but mm-hmm. uh i wouldn't say it it definitely that alcana feels more like a visual novel and that there's kind of a little bit of a romancy thing going on or you know sure but Aramish, like i'm just thinking uh, like ridiculous sports anime yeah, yeah. that make no yeah. sense yeah i wouldn't i wouldn't even put the two together <laughs> I <wouldn't. laughs> uh but yeah i think it's a hard uh show to draw comparisons for. who would we recommend this show to then everyone everyone should watch the show i tend to agree with that <laughs> <laughs> like even non-anime fans i feel like this is actually like not a bad gateway show Mm-hmm. Anyone who I can't imagine my mom or sister watching this. I just can't. <laughs> uh, I th- I'd say anyone who likes cute girls or like Moe shows would probably like this show. Um, and then maybe people who like sports shows as well. Maybe depending. You know, I think you'd have to probe a little bit. But I mean, I I I think I could try and get someone. I like if I knew the person well enough, I could try and get get them into anime with this show. Hmm. I just think if you if you were to recommend this to somebody, you have to kind of set their expectations, and it goes back to kind of suspending disbelief. But it's like this is a cute show; don't take it seriously. It's going to do a lot of stupid things, but it's fun while they do it. And uh, I think if you set the right expectations going in, that um, most people are at least going to get a good laugh out of I- this show. I think that um, like m- m- former military people or just military people who like anime already might like the show, so long as you tell them not to take a lot of it seriously. Mm. Um, because <laughs> it's it's also a good show, like uh, to kind of you know poke fun at, like oh we would never do it that way, or oh they'd all be dead right there, like that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. One day I will get the um, they they. This was like one of my kind of dream things before I had a lot of money to collect figures uh, that I was wanting to collect the box of uh, Nendroid Petites and they sold a mm. tank that they all, the Nendroids went into. Uh, oh, and awesome. I, I saw the tank at the store and it was like 150 bucks at the time, which now in hindsight, it's like, holy, that's not a lot, you know? And I think it even came with Maho or, uh, or Miho, I'm sorry. And, uh, yeah, you could buy the other little Nendroid Petites and they'd all I think all I remember seeing those too, it. yeah. It kind of was like if you remember the ending where there's that scene where they kind of bounce around going down uh, in the ending credits. Um, 
and they all kind of poke out of the tank as they're bouncing down the road. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've seen that. <laughs> it, it kind of resembles that. <laughs> all right, we ready to score okay. this sucker? Yeah. Um, I'll go first. For And we're going to... Essentially, we're going to separate this by series plus OVAs as one, and then movie has the other. Um. For the series and the OVAs, uh, I'm going to give it a four and a half out of five. Um, I absolutely loved it. Would have liked a little more world building, but other than that, I think it's a fantastic and fun show. Um, and for the movie, it's a five out of five. It's just so much fun to watch, um, and I want to watch it again right now. So. <laughs> this is regarded as like one of the better anime movies in general. I've heard a lot of people kind of recommend this as just a good anime movie and it's rare to see that for a movie that follows a series from my experience so i think that's it's pretty good pretty good sign uh i'm excited to watch it yeah in terms of in terms of series movies i think this would probably be like my favorite series movie but yeah, because like, like normally when you say, you know, can you recommend any anime movie, someone's going to pull out like Ghibli or mm-hmm. Akira or something else. Your name. Your name. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Shinkai. Yeah. yeah. Okay, Eric. Uh, wow us. Wow <laughs> us with your scores. Uh, let me just say that I'm really glad that for scoring purposes that we had as much tank fights as we did. Um, <laughs> because it honestly is what kind of kept me going through this series. So any any episode where they're not in pink fights, I was honestly pretty bored. Um, but I'm gonna give it a two and a half out of five. Wow, for the series. But uh huh, I really love the movie. Um, it's like the first half an hour is fights, and the last hour is a fight. And it's great. And it even has like some of my favorite character moments in the in-between um, with the Maho Miho flashback being probably one of my favorite scenes from the whole thing as a whole, which mm-hmm. tells me like they can do it. Uh, <laughs> um, so I would give the movie a uh, uh, four out of five. Nice. Yeah, it's interesting that Maho Miho thing kind of answers one of the things you didn't like about the series giving a little more character development <laughs> so it, it, it's it makes sense that that would be one of your favorite scenes okay um i think i'm more in line with logan i i do see like there i i think i would probably score this lower if it wasn't so rewatchable for me i've rewatched it at this point three times or I guess rewatched yeah. it twice. Watched it the first time once. Uh, I enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, I think I've seen it four times. I, now. I enjoy it, dubbed and in subbed, and I mean that's it's kind of rare for me to watch want to watch it in both languages. Normally, I have a preference for one, but in, in this case, I, I like both um, probably equally. Um, and yeah, I I I do think that it could probably be a lot better. I th- I think I'd say the series. I'd give it a four point five. Um, it's definitely not my favorite uh cute girls doing cute things show and not my favorite sports show but it's still very good uh however the movie is as much as i love the tanya movie which i've recently got to rewatch, it's probably my favorite series movie of all time 
at least until now. So I also have to give it a five out of five. Um, just a lot of fun uh, in that movie. And I hope that the other movies can, can live up to like, I, I hope the other movies can live up to like half of what, what we get in, in just yeah. the, in just the one scene with the Finnish team uh, and their fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. so good. Wow. Yeah, I'm I'm thrilled at the idea of the movie because quite frankly, I'm I'm gonna give the show five out of five. Uh I I think it's a classic. I really do. I think it's such a unique premise. I think it's as far as um it being kind of a statement uh for a generation of anime, I think it's one of the shows that anyone who was a fan of anime while that show came out is gonna know Girls in Panzer. Um and it has never really been copied it's i don't think that there's another show you can really mark that did anything close to as well as what it did um yeah movies a 10 out of 10 for me uh, <laughs> <laughs> 10, out of five. uh 10 out of 5 yeah um so wait uh, oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> movies a 10 out of 5 yeah someone just in the our doc but uh you know it's pre it pre um, pre-scoring the movie as a 10 out of 5 because obviously if i'm giving the series a 5 out of 5 right <laughs> but uh no you're, I, you're gonna actually find the movie so flawed yeah right because like all of us <laughs> like the movie better than the series so clearly you're gonna go the other way so funny <laughs> um yeah so i i just i think for what this show does i think it does it amazingly well and it was just a tremendous enjoyable i said movie that for what the show does for me um it's just tremendously enjoyable and i think it does it perfectly so um if yeah. i did try to nitpick a little bit maybe i would go with what i believe it was uh Q-Bay. i think you just said the character designs i think maybe i think they're really cute but the art isn't exactly stellar or anything so um yeah but i'm still gonna give it a five out of five because i'm a shill Hell yeah. <laughs> and I will about. probably give the movie a 10 out of 5. So just uh, mark that down on the books. <laughs> <laughs> now my expectations are so high going in, it's going to pull like a Steins Gate Zero on me or something. Yeah, so it'll only be an 8 out of 5. <laughs> um, we do have some uh, thoughts from our community who joined us in our endeavor to watch the show. Um, I'll take this novel from Crash. Um, he starts out by saying, here's my light novel <laughs> review while it's all fresh. I started this years ago when getting into anime, watched an episode or two, and never went back to it for some reason. Not sure why, because this show is an incredible amount of fun. The characters are fun, the tank battles are a blast to watch, and when in the moment of watching them battle, uh, and when in the moment of watching them, the battles seem unpredictable. Um, yeah, you kind of got to suspend some disbelief once in a while, especially with the tank physics, but it's so much goddamn fun that I forgive it. It's absurd and I'm all for wild out there. Humor like this, uh, show had me with its physics. It's absurd. Oh my God. Okay. Are you drunk already? And Have I'm you been all drinking? for, yeah, I am. I'm all for wild out there humor like this. Uh, this, like the physics in the show. I'm fixing your sentence. I can't read it like that. Uh, not much else to really say other than it was a wild ride and I was enthralled 95% of the time. A bit of a slow start, but once it was going, I was all in. 
Even the ending was pretty perfect. It managed to pull a few tears from me, too. It was a bit touching with how it all ended. It was a nice, compact, fun, and complete show. Earns a strong 4 out of 5. Um, he says the specials were fun, didn't add too much for me, but this was all a good watch and fun seeing the characters in a more layback environment. 3 out of uh, 3.5 out of 5 there. Uh, ten out of, 5 out of 5 for episode 4, which is the Anko dance. Um the Anzio battle was incredibly fun. The Italians had me laughing my ass off on many occasions. And even though we knew the outcome of the battle thanks to the show, it was still fun and engaging and had that feel of unpredictability. Um, was too much fun for its own good. Four and a half out of five. Uh, the movie is more of the same thoughts as the show, but I loved it a bit more. I had the same charm, or it has the same charm as the show, but amped up to 11. The comedy is gold. The characters are a blast, especially during the big battle at the end. And the friggin' tank physics are out of this world. With how complete the movie is and how neatly it's wrapped up, plus the characters and the tank battles being so exciting, the movie earned a strong 9 out of 10, or 4.5 out of 5 from me. Franchise as a whole um, is a 4 out of 5. Also, Mako Best Girl, 10 out of 10 totally relate to her she's a precious lethargic gem who hates the mornings and curses the sun waking her up and she must be protected she probably uh, resonates like with, with a lot of with a lot of people yeah honestly <laughs> a lot of us anime uh, like with scrap princess don't have to read it all oh i did just wanted to lay it out <laughs> um, hell yeah hold on a minute read it beforehand i, I can't believe i, I allowed not. us to review the show without just say, like picking our best girls i have a feeling i think we've already kind of said it but uh let, let's let's put those down officially who are our best girls in this show nana no <laughs> <laughs> who oh nana nona nana Nona Miho. Nona. Um, <laughs> Darjeeling for me. Yeah. I think oh, uh, I Yukari. Uh, for the yeah. main t- for the main team, Yukari. I I they're definitely different. Okay. Many bests, but Yukari for the main girls. Sure. Yes. I, I think I I have to go with Yukari as well. Um, just I'll in general. Mention for K. Uh, K. Yeah. Yeah. Merka. If we're choosing from the main girls, uh, I would go with Hana as my favorite. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, there's a lot of cute uh, girls. It's hard to yeah. pick a best girl on the show, but uh, <laughs> one of my first dream figures was uh, Yukari with the with the shell. That was a nice figure. Mm, I anyway. really want Nona with with uh, Katusha like on her shoulders. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. I think yeah. I found one, didn't yeah, I? Yeah, yeah. I saw that, and I'm like, I think I want to get that. But we'll see. A prize figure too. <laughs> yeah, she's she's Nona's also my favorite, and from Pravda, she's great. I gotta I gotta send you guys that uh, drama CD. I'm gonna I'm curious uh, and see that. I'm gonna snag natives. Go for it. Okay. Generally, I can't say I'm a huge fan of cute girls doing blank things, but I thought this show was creative and submersive enough to keep me interested. I do wish that some of the main girls were more fleshed out characters. There you go, Kibe. Other than Yukari and Mako, they felt like the run of the mill soul chans. What does that mean? SOL? Slice of life. Oh, slice of life chans to me. <laughs> okay. God, I'm not an anime fan, apparently. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll give it a three out of five since I still found myself really enjoying something uh, or some of the crazier aspects of the show. How does this relate to Eva, you ask? Uh, Mako is Shinji, of course. Both pilots, uh, check. Crippling depression, double check. Dead mom, probably, <laughs> by the way. 
or probably. Um, <laughs> by the way, Mako is the official official anime arcade group watch best girl according to the total unofficial poll I posted. Oh, that's right, the straw poll I posted. <laughs> yeah, so I, so, you, so you're right there, uh, uh, Jeff. That uh, she probably appeals to uh, a quite a quite a few people in our community. Yeah, yeah, I think just the whole. Uh, I don't feel like getting up and doing anything but watch anime kind of thing. I don't know. <laughs> oh, hey, I I totally. <laughs> I, I get it. I just I like the the you know tank otaku. Sure. Uh, okay. Uh, I'll grab Ayus. Thank you, Logan. This time for picking out the. I'll, I'll take the last two. Okay. Um, Thanks, <laughs> shorter. Thanks, Logan, for, for picking out yeah. the. <laughs> I I, 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 I love I love your posts because they're filled with emojis. But uh, when we translate oh them God. to Google Docs, we have to pull all the emojis out. <laughs> <laughs> I want to labor. I want to see you pronounce all of them, though. <laughs> Interpret them. You know what? Next time, <laughs> God no. If next next time, if you if you put emojis in there, and I I will read out your entire your entire. Uh, no 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 post. no. Hold on. This is this is a promise. Next time with the emojis, you will read them, but you'll stop when the emoji comes up, and will one of us will read them in a silly voice. God, <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's why. <laughs> I think I think he just made that that promise for you guys. You guys might want to have a talk with Jeff, like out back or something. <laughs> anyway, I've already thought a way to do it. So I won't be here for the it. next group. <laughs> Actually, Pursuit just kidding. <laughs> um, Ayu says. My thoughts on Girls and Panzer. I absolutely adore this show. I watched the original show way back in the day, uh, close to when it was first released. Uh, it definitely held up uh, on a second viewing. I think the animation was quite impressive. I love how creative the show was with camera work and switching between first-person tank uh, slash overview, etc. Um, the CG was integrated nicely. They did some quite detailed work on stuff like the huge ships. Uh, the story itself was simplistic, um, really supported the best, uh, the best parts of the show, like the tank battles, uh, the different teams, and the varied environments. Uh, they weaved humor while never allowing that to take away from the more serious, intense moments. Uh, Character-wise, most of them were not developed much. That said, the small bits each girl got uh, were handled really well. Uh, they played to everyone's quirks and managed to give me a clear and distinct impression in as little time as possible. Personally, I found this impressive. Uh, the volume, uh, the volume of fan art, each of them, uh, each of them, I'm going to guess that's has of each of them. Oh yeah. The volume of fan art of each of them, considering how tiny, uh, some of their screen time is really speaks to this. Um, the crazy antics and really outrageous stuff that one uh, went on lent itself to a group watch. My favorite part of the franchise was definitely the movie. I think they took everything the series did right and just amplified it by 100%. The movie on its own, uh, I'd give a 5 out of 5. Uh, franchise as a whole, I think I'd give a 4.5 out of 5. Would highly recommend. B tags, B tags review is my favorite, and that's why I put it, I put it in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, tag, uh, why don't you take uh, yeah B tag? Yeah, I'm gonna take both of them. Uh, B tag <laughs> said, "Watch this like six years ago. It was good. Four to five. 
<laughs> I feel like that needs to be read Thanks, very B-tech. like monotone. Like watch this like six years ago. It was good. Eight out of ten. <laughs> I don't know why I read it that way in my head. <laughs> it's not bad. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think uh, B-Tech's terribly monotonal. I'm like, nah, not even that often. Only when he's tired. <laughs> Which is like Wednesday nights. <laughs> I mean, is, is, Fair this, is his um uh, is his uh computer still on the fritz? I haven't heard from him in a bit. Oh yeah. I think it's Shitty. I think so. Oh, a rogue. Last I heard it anyways. I mean my computer's been on the fritz for months yes, now. Yes, but we didn't so cared you have about to, it. So you have to show oh. up. <laughs> <laughs> he 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 was the wise man who ran away to Florida. That's see that's the secret <laughs> reason we didn't tell you. That's why he's not here. It's because oh, damn. he got away from us. We were just about oh, to enslave I don't him. want to go to Florida again. <laughs> no, you, 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 guys just, you guys just chased him into my trap. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Okay. All right. Last one. All right. Uh, Taylor, or Holo in the Discord, said, My thoughts on cute girls doing tank things are for the most part positive. The matches were the biggest draw of the show to me. The action scenes were so well animated and were so exciting to watch. My favorite match overall was probably either the final match or the movie of the movie or the Russian match from this main series. While I did find some of the characters bland and boring, it's not their fault for the lack of character development. <laughs> the series needed to be a little longer, in my opinion, if you really wanted to get the most out of many of the competing schools. However, I really enjoyed the main cast of girls. Mako is my literal spirit lolly, if you can consider her one. I give the main series a four out of five, and the movie a four and a half out of five. I highly recommend it, and a very fun show to watch. I, I I just have to say, like I melted when I heard you read that. Uh, it's not their fault that they didn't get the character. <laughs> that made me like that. That was so cute. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if it was what the, the, the term or the way you said it. But it was really cute. The what? <laughs> It's not their fault. <laughs> it wasn't the character's fault. Like we can't hold it against them for their lack of character development. I just when we're talking <laughs> about cute Moe girls, that just makes me kind of like want to tear up a little bit. <laughs> Jeez, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I have a soft side, guys. Even though I like uh, you know you know horror anime. I think you're the only one of the three of us. Um, actually, well, out, out of the four of us, have you seen Berserk, Cuba? I've, I know enough about Berserk. Oh, but you haven't seen it. I haven't actually sat down and watched any episodes yeah. of it. So uh, of the four of us here right now, you're the only one who's seen Berserk. And yeah, you're, you're the one tearing <laughs> <up> over. <laughs> oh, it's, not, it's not their fault that they didn't get a lot of character development. <laughs> These poor little lollies. Jeez. They're not even lollies. They're in high school. <laughs> Some of them are lollies. Whatever. Okay. Mm, debatable. debatable. Don't talk crap about um, the lollies, guys. I'm I'm not because none of them. Are. <laughs> Anyways, so the the uh, overall score for the series comes to a four point one out of five. So we're just going to run that down to a four out of five. And the movie comes to a 4.75 out of 5, so that is a 5 out of 5. That might be our only, like, 5 out of 5 across the board. Oh. Your name? What? No, was that wasn't a group no, watch. No, like, for, for, for spoiler casts. Mm, oh, okay. You're right, though. Like, uh, like I, it's, not our, it's not our first, like, 5 out of 5 across the board, because I think your name was, and I know Tsukigakide was. Yes. 
for sure. But but that's the first one um, in a long time. So yeah, I mean, it wasn't technically a five out of five across the board since Eric had to be a negative Nancy and <laughs> give it a four. That's really good. But... <laughs> it's you need to hit a really high bar for me to give a movie a five out of five. Saying. Yeah. What'd you give Promare? Uh, four and a half. Okay. So you like Promare more than this. That's true. For shame. Yeah. I didn't blame you for that. Promare was a lot of fun. Anyways cool okay another uh group watch in the books Yay. gosh we almost talked um, for three hours next... about a show it's something yeah, it's a well it's a big it's, show it's literally the least surprising thing i've ever i think <laughs> but a show that we like we actually talk for a long time yeah, about that's it. what we do um that's what we do um the fact i disliked it means we could have extended the conversation longer <laughs> <laughs> uh we're actually when this goes out we're in the middle of our next group watch which is uh, Chihaya Furu um, and depending on whether or not we decide to watch the second season of that or whether we just we just go through the first season it could be a really 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 long spoiler cast yeah until you just think of oh, a different yes. format maybe so yeah I probably won't be joining for at least the first few weeks okay because uh, I've already seen the show, and I have a lot of anime that I need to catch up on. We're gonna have. I'm gonna have to think uh, about it next week, though. I was gonna. I thought you were gonna be here, and I'm going to visit family. No. Um, I'll be here. Okay. Eric will yeah. be here. Yeah. Well, I he mean, can, at this point, week one has already passed us by. So, yeah, it's irrelevant. So, um, but yeah, look forward to that. Jump in if you can. Um, and. Uh, yeah, I think that's it. So if you would like to get a hold of us, if you'd like to get into our Discord, uh, talk anime, join us for our group watches, uh, talk about games, you can find us on our various social medias. We are on Twitter at anime underscore arcade. We are on Facebook at facebook.com slash anime arcade. We are on Instagram at the underscore anime underscore arcade. Our email is mail.animearcade at gmail.com and our website is animearcade.net. Hit us up on any of those. We'll get you an invite, and uh, you can come have fun. Watch um, Chihaya Furu with us, or whatever is coming up, or I don't know, play Magi Record with us. Excuse me, good pickups. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I think we're done. I think this was a long one. Let's move on. Yeah, okay. So, uh, yeah, thank you <laughs> for listening. See you next time. Bye. Peace. Later. Oh,
to get closer to my microphone, I have to drop my chair down, so I'm kind of been crunched over for like two and a half hours. Oh no. <laughs> I've been trying to stretch out, but my chair creaks and I keep seeing the little uh-huh. lips. So I'm gonna apologize ahead of time. Well, <laughs> you should yeah. um I already knew. Get a, a what do you call it? Um Oh fuck. And this isn't to do with your mic, but earlier you said you can only have so many things plugged in at a time. You should probably get a, a fucking... Like a USB hub? Yeah, USB hub. There you go. Yeah, probably. I got one of those even in my, like for my PC because I usually have multiple things that I need to plug in. So I'm hoping I it I doesn't... I have one. Uh, for sure I have one. I'm what hoping it doesn't it? come through on the mic, but it's mm. a very faint sound, but I am in the room next to the elevator and I can hear kind uh. of like the knocking sound from the <laughs> elevator as it goes up and down. So I hope it's that that ambiance. doesn't come through. <laughs> Um, just tell everyone it's the elevator from um, Death Parade. <laughs> oh no, God! <laughs> Jeff, don't go in. <laughs> oh boy.